This podcast is brought to you by Groove Booking. Because that's my company, and this is my podcast, so, duh. Hello, Curtis. Hello. (laughs) Curtis Adair. That is how I say your last name, correct? Actually, funnily enough, uh, Adair is not my last name. Damn it. It's a stage name, if it were. Ooh. Yeah, as it were, whatever. Um, Yeah, my last name is Kugel, K-O-O-G-L-E. Oh, I think I did know that. Yeah. Kugel's a cool last name, though. I don't understand why you don't just go with it. Okay, sorry. Never mind. I'll switch it back. No, I I was Curtis kugel for the longest time playing in yuma whatever and like often when i play drums and stuff like that i'll still just be curtis kugel which is my obviously legal name my middle name is adair and so now i'm on this singer songwriter kick and it's like adair it just curtis adair just flows better than curtis kugel like the alliteration is a little bit bothersome for some reason also it's like i don't know just two k's it's like just yeah ka is a little bit better it is okay two k's is kind of cool you got like the kardashian thing going well, we'll see. Maybe if this just like fizzles out and I start a new project, I'll give new life to my first name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could start like a, like an underwear company or something. I don't know. Oh, or that. Yeah, could, exactly. You could call People it. People always spell it with C's. Kugels. Kugly. Oh. There was like a Kugel like peanut butter in the 70s or something like that. And it was like K-O. So it is K-O-O. K-O-O. It's like Google with a K. Yeah. And weirdly enough, I think someone that was up in like... Someone that was up in management for Yahoo at some point was named Tim Kugel. So you put in Kugel. Yeah, weird. Anyway. So you, okay, so you said Yuma, which I think we need to go back to. So so you were born and raised in Yuma? Uh, I was born in Bellingham, Washington, okay. uh, which is like, I want to say an hour and a half north of Seattle. I was literally like in the PNW all summer, and I just am like, I think it was an hour and a half. Um, but yeah. Uh, all my family for the most part lives there besides the ones that live in LA. And then we had some, some Mormon family that lived in Salt Lake that is like, just like slowly died off. Um, but we had, uh, which I'm not Mormon. I don't know why I said that, but anyway, um, yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a whole nother (laughs) starting over anyway. No, um, born in Billingham, Washington. And, uh, when I was like three, we came down to Yuma, uh, and yeah, we had been there up until just me, my mom and my dad and my sister, which you're actually my sister's age. You guys are the same age, which is why I, I don't know. 45. She, oh, so you guys aren't the same age. Yeah. yeah no. Cause she's 17. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, hold on a she, second. Hold on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. No. Uh, yeah, no raised in Yuma, uh, away from everyone. Okay. In a so litter is, box. Uh, the important question here is. Mm-hmm. Is Yuma the butthole of Arizona, or is it a hidden treasure? Oh boy, um, it's definitely a boomtown now. Uh, there's a lot happening there, not culturally, but I mean they're building <laughs> shit, you know, which is cool. It's expanding, it's sprawling. Everyone's buying houses. Oh, okay. Um, well, <clears> all the kids I went not. to high school with are building houses and stuff like that, and getting married and whatever. Um, and my life is stagnated. Just kidding, but no, <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> Uh, no, Yuma is actually way cooler than people give it credit for. My mom is uh, an entrepreneur there. She has, uh, when I was a little kid, she had like a little scrapbook store. Um, and she like, that was like her first go at like having her own business. And then 
that for various reasons. And it was just like, you know, everything that just kind of went away. And then she started like a little clothing and like goods store back when I was in high school and like started small and now it's like huge. And she's like, she's killing it. Just like living the dream. And that's like on main street in Yuma. And so it's like the downtown has totally been like revitalized. Yeah, basically saying my mom single-handedly revitalized. (laughs) No, but you you was was way cooler than people get. Yeah, no, but growing up there, it was just like you know, uh, military town, hardcore military town, and it's just like MCAS is there, and then YPG is there. So every now and again, people would be like, "Oh, did you see that? Like George W. Bush rode around in a sand rail. Like my dad was there." Yeah. (laughs) When did this happen? Oh man, it was a it was a while ago, but yeah, because the sand dunes are right there, like Imperial Sand Dunes, are yeah. like twenty minutes, whatever, from the west side of town. So we're closer to some people argue we're actually closer to San Diego than we are to Phoenix. Um, Is that true? Uh, clearly, I have a, like a geography problem of like <laughs> how far things are. From I think me. you I, might be right. Yeah, uh, when I drive, I just like I'm like when a shark eats something, my eyes just roll back in my head, and I just lose all consciousness, <laughs> everything around me, and then I'm oh, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> too close <laughs> um no i i don't think yuma's the butthole of arizona um mm. i've just heard it so many times so i just want to make sure oh dude it catches so much flack so does like east no mesa reason. to be fair uh yeah yeah or true. not east mesa mesa they're like oh you're mm-hmm. in mesa yeah i'm just getting here so it's like i have been driving all around the valley like crazy obviously like just being a acoustic act you know and so I'm finding out a lot about Arizona in the last two years. I've put like, I'm going to put like 22,000 miles on my truck this year or something like that. 22,000 miles seems to be the um, average amount of miles for musicians for whatever reason. I always hear it's like 20, 22. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It goes hard. But I mean, in Yuma, it was like really barely driving anywhere because everything's close you know what i mean because there's like five things there but um no it's definitely not as you described it the butthole of arizona because (laughs) i've been to a lot of different places in arizona uh and there's way worse yeah there's just so much worse like no one gives kingman any shit like why like that place sucks like, I don't know if I've been to King. Sorry to anyone that's from. No, I'm not. It's fine. I mean, I'm glad you got out. If you got out, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. let me tell you, I've driven through like Tuba City. You're gonna say Yuma's worse than Tuba City? I was literally just about to mention Tuba <laughs> within the following cities. Actually, yeah. I don't even have a list of cities. Basically, yeah. once you get northeast of Sholo, okay. Payson, okay. things don't go well. <laughs> it's a lot of just like really uh, ugly colored desert yeah and then you cross into new mexico and it somehow gets worse yeah until you get to like santa fe right but that whole area mm-hmm. yeah my my wife and i and some friends stopped at the four corners last year on our way to durango yeah that sounds tight i want to do that well i thought it was going to be really cool and it really wasn't <laughs> They were like, they were like, hey, you're in this big outdoor open space. Mm-hmm. You are not allowed to be here if you don't have a mask on. Oh, and this it was, was one of like those things. Yeah, this was like December of 21. I'm mm-hmm. like, guys, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, if I'm coming into a yeah. little tiny room with the four mm-hmm. corners, maybe. Yeah. And then I think the bathrooms were straight out of like a Russian prison. 
Oh, sweet. It was just like a hole, hole in, the ground in the ground with like, yeah. you know, spiky mm-hmm. toilet seats. <laughs> right. It was yeah. pretty similar. Yeah. That's so gulag-esque. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't really recommend going to the Four Corners unless it's like a bucket list item. There's all these like, you know, all these places that you want to go to that are bucket list items. Um, I went to like three national parks in Washington this summer. And there's so much, like, nothing in between all of the cool spots that you don't realize. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, th- I feel like Four Corners is a very similar vibe where it's just, like... But see, Four Corners is in the middle of nowhere. It's not true. like you have this huge booming town that's like, welcome to Four Corners, USA. <laughs> it's like, hey, welcome to this building <laughs> that's kind of a building in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Well, cross that off my list. You did it for me. I'm going to vicariously suffer that through you. You know, I just, Mm -hmm. I I feel like Mount Rushmore is probably much better. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. I haven't been there, but I don't know. No. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I I need to hear a little bit of background on you. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's start how you were conceived and then, Mm -hmm. no, let's not do that. Um, but yeah, I'm I mean, what's, you, what's that? I'm open to it. I actually have a pretty crazy origin story. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I might pass. Okay. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude. Okay. Actually though, because I mean, I don't know for any listeners that give a shit, but it's like when, uh, Tanner and I actually, for, this is the first time we've met and yep. we had a phone conversation when I first started working for you, whatever, back in the dark ages. And it was like, whatever, six months ago or something. Pre COVID or it was last year, dude, it was like right when we were coming out of COVID because okay. I, I'm a lot of people know this because I am horribly narcissistic and always end up talking about myself for some reason. No. <laughs> and somehow there's still this self-loathing. I don't understand. No, it was like, <laughs> it was like, uh, uh, I've, I've had like 14 jobs just like as a musician that like has this weird, I don't know if it's like a scarcity mentality, but I'm always working some bullshit job. And Are I you like, now? Uh, yeah, I'm like almost done valeting. I like put in my two weeks, but I haven't like actually left. So <laughs> anyway, whatever there's, there, I always got something on the burner, dude. Anything That's to, anything to thing. put off actually facing, realizing my potential is what I'm doing. Yeah. So no anyway, comment. Right. Anyway, <laughs> 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 but no, I was like, um, I think I had just been let go from, which this is the only time that I had been let go from something, but I didn't really take it personally because like on my first night they hired like 30 something girls and then they just never came back because it, I was I was bar backing at this like honky tonk up in Cave Creek. I won't say well, fuck it. I was I was bar backing at Buffalo Chip, dude. There we go. Yeah, and it drop was, the names. It was dude. It was it was a wild experience. I'll say that. Just scraps left and right, and just like tons of people playing dress up twenty four seven to Cave Creek. Yeah, it went hard. And um, so I wait, still wait, 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 wait. They hired yeah. thirty girls, and then what? They just hired like a grip of girls to be like servers. They're like, we're going to have servers. No one's going to come up and like get food anymore. It's just like the girls are going to run it out to everybody. Right. Oh, and see, so okay. they hired like all these cuties to come do that. Right? I haven't been, I've been in there one time, but I've never like right. played there. So yeah. So before it wasn't like servers. No, I don't dude. I don't know what it was before. Okay. Cause I just showed up just like, let's go. This is going to be cool. I worked there for like, I want to say a month, maybe six weeks. Yeah. Maybe less. And then I just got a call on my way to work one time and some guy was like, hey, uh, we don't need you anymore. It's a performance thing. And I was just like, oh, what? And I was like, okay. Which was weird because they had me working from like 2 p.m. to like 7 in the morning. Yeah, it went hard. Whoa. Yeah, no, it was crazy. But it was fun. It was a fun experience. Um, 
but yeah, no, people just came and went there for a long time. I think they have new management now, but anyway, I'm not putting shade on anybody's name. I'm not trying to like talk shit about anybody. I'm just talking about my own experience with having that job. I mean, was, uh, pretty I wild. think, I think welcome to, um, a lot of these like honky tonk country places. <laughs> like, I mean the turnover yeah. rate already at any restaurant, which right. I am probably more aware than most people. Yeah, true. Unless you play the same place like every week. But mm-hmm. yeah, like manager turnover rate at, I feel like most restaurants is wild. Yeah. It's like, oh, what happened to Johnny? Oh, mm-hmm. no, he left. It's like two weeks later. It's like, what happened to Timmy? Yeah, everywhere, dude. <laughs> it's so true. Um, Wait, why did I bring it up? Because you were talking about like 14 odd jobs while you were doing music. Oh. I have to do some editing here as I'm becoming no. Nope, there's no slowly. editing on the show. Oh, I'm God. not skilled enough. All right, cool. <laughs> I um, am, but I I'm not. Shit, man! What were we talking about right before that? Well, so I asked you about like how you kind of got started with the music thing and, and how long you've been doing it professionally, and then you said that you've been doing uh, oddball jobs at the same time. Yeah. So I mean, you can just kind of go back to like. Yeah, forget about it. Anyway, so that's sad. Whatever. Um, killed way too many brain cells. So at this point, <laughs> um, no. Should have huffed that paint before we came in here. Jeez, man. Dude. Just, well, clearly you can tell I have no self-discipline. I'm, just <laughs> a, I'm a highly indulgent person, so I just went for it, man. Huffing paint. It's just like, yeah. It's my, yeah. That's my thing. It is what it is. But um, the first time we had... Dude! Oh, thank God. Anyway... We had the phone conversation right after I got laid off that job. Okay, so yes. I forgot. Yes, we had the phone. Dude, it's like hitting the word that you're like, what's that word? What's that word? Yep. Yes. Okay, I'm going to take this stupid bracelet off because it's like jingling on the mic and it's killing me. <laughs> I don't hear it. There's like an, oh, okay. There's like an Oasis. Was cool effect. There was like an Oasis song where you can hear him like fidgeting with his, oh, it's like an acoustic version of Talk Tonight and you can like hear him taking his watch off in the beginning. Oh, really? And I'm like, oh man, that's so sick. Is that what that is? And then I saw an interview about it later and that's roots. Anyway. Whatever. Um, so That's you and I were on the phone talking about, and you're like, so where are you from? What, you know, blah, blah, blah. What do you do? Or something like that. And I made like an Almond Brothers reference like right off the bat. And it was just like the corniest thing ever. And I was like, I hope this guy doesn't hate me. You were like, so where are you from? What do you do? And I was like, well, I was born on the back of a Greyhound bus, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, <laughs> being nice. <laughs> I totally didn't say the reference either. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I just thought it was funny just because that's, so different than like um um so Mm -hmm. you just said you had a good answer right away okay we've always had a very i feel like good um working relationship over the phone since we just met for the first time yeah but like our humor matches up Mm -hmm. and like even though we've never met i'll just be like hey asshole right what are you doing next thursday Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm asshole yeah (laughs) hello that's me yes uh i'll take a gig yeah exactly (laughs) oh well that yeah that also i'm the asshole that takes the gig yes every time (laughs) i have uh anyway okay um no uh well as you know i came in here and give a mouse a cookie you were like do you want some water and you know give a mouse a cookie he'll ask for some milk and i said can i actually have a really specialty you know fun iced coffee instead and you said uh fucking sure anyway so you Dude, made i'm a me pro at making espresso drinks okay well it's like literally what i like like the yes. exact thing that you made so you know me on a deep level it could be that we're just like the same demographic yeah and it's you know and as i said i'm like pretty close with my sister and you guys are the same age and it's 17 just like, yeah right right mm-hmm which is weird, I mean, that you've raised this empire from 
When so you started when you were twelve or something like that? Twelve. Yeah. Right. I am um, yeah. shocked that hit, I mean I hit as a puberty child prodigy, you don't drum better, but I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never even seen you play. Really? You no, straight up. But you have these little. I mean, try putting yourself out there, God. Like hire yourself for once. But there's like all these like uh, there's like <laughs> these haven't. drum off things around here like the guitar center drum off thing i don't know if this is a touchy subject for you because obviously you didn't win but like all these drum off things everywhere what when if i did I win and you didn't know i'd know Would no you i'd know, know. yeah <laughs> let me tell you why <laughs> all right okay no when i was like in middle school i used to watch these on youtube like and high school like hard yeah like there was that guy um i can't remember his name he was like a Hispanic guy and he was wearing like a, it was like right after Sandy Hook and he was wearing like a Sandy Hook uh, shirt. Juan Mendoza. Yes, exactly. And yeah. uh, I, I just said, I don't know who it is. And you name someone and I go, of course it's that. I made it the furthest in the competition. I believe the year he won. Yeah, I was seeing this and I was like, this is from that era. And it was you just like, like no, you like no drum off. Well, I thought that, well, Eric Importa also played there. There was uh-huh. a guy. And uh, is that the guy Art? Or whatever that like stands up on his he does like pop shove it's on his yeah. like throne sick anyway um but no like this sample pad <laughs> i remember he was like playing like uh uh, uh marimba uh-huh. uh it's like dung 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 and like running like a foot cajon over here uh-huh i thought that was so corny the one guy like, yes and he's like a legend he's like a legend player and he's so good limb independence insane super talented guy yeah watching that when i was there i was like bro what so it just felt gimmicky to me but now i've like gotten to the level that's like meta above that where i'm just like holy shit that's super hard and musical it is super hard however most of the things that we were doing Mm -hmm. were corny Mm -hmm. so for those of you that don't know what drum off is i forgot there's an audience to this i feel so (laughs) self-indulgent just like (laughs) rambling dude my bad my bad well i mean i don't know if there's an audience to it you know (laughs) The first episode yeah, goes out yeah. this week. It'll be like two. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thanks, mom. Yeah, it starts like that. My wife's like, two. no, I didn't listen to it. What are you, yeah. an idiot? Yeah, there's three and I'm two of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so drum off. Uh, Guitar Center, the company that I think is about $3 billion literally dollars in debt and is owned by Home Depot. Just small, just sidebar. Um, they held this competition called drum off for like a lot of years and i think the rules changed over the years but when i was competing when i was like 18 through 20 or 21 maybe the rules were i think it was a three minute drum solo okay um but you only had x amount of time to set up the kit so you know so the guy before you or girl Uh uh-huh um it's typically guys, I'm not going to lie. Any guy before you, you know, he could put the cymbals 12 feet in the air and he could mount same the toms hardware. upside down. Yeah, same oh. kit. Oh, sweet. And then they're like, cool. You have, uh, f- I think it was like four minutes to reset up the kit and then play this like gnarly three minute solo uh-huh. that you came up with. So that was super fun. And, uh, then they introduced the electronic portion of things so that what's called SPDSX, which is just a sampling pad that you hit with sticks. Mm -hmm. They incorporated it and you could basically play any sound on it, Mm -hmm. but to win, it very much felt like you had to use it. Oh yeah. Oh, certainly. So I think that year 
I made it to the regional finals, which if I would have won that, I would have went to the finals in LA. Mm-hmm. So I made it. So I went to Houston, Texas for it. Oh, so I was damn. so I was technically quote unquote top twenty five drummers in the country, dude. Sick. Which is totally not true. I'm twenty sixth. Um, <laughs> and then, and then yeah, I went to Houston and um, had a really awesome time setting up the kit and like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I dropped sticks or something, but Oof. I, uh, I, dude, I was just such a younger player. Right. And like looking back on the solos, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay, that was winning worthy. Um, but yeah, oh, I did it for like three I mean, or four years. Yeah, it's honestly, it was such a bullshit competition, in my opinion. I just there was so so many dumb things about it. Oh, and then and then the the judges that they would bring into like the first couple rounds mm-hmm. were like super amateur drummers that quote unquote played music for a living. And I like started to know some of the judges and I was like, these guys aren't qualified to do this whatsoever. Oh, um, yeah, that's yeah, tough. Their credentials were like, I'm a drummer, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Right. But you know, it was fun for a little bit and I lost, um, probably four to five years of my tail end of my life from stress due to it. Oof. And I, sorry, I brought it up. Resent that competition <laughs> and my, <laughs> dad thinks it was super fun for me and now i'm in therapy oh i love feeling your pain mm-hmm. <clears throat> this no this is fun for me <laughs> anyway, no. my dad's no. gonna listen to this yeah. go oh he was serious this whole time mm-hmm. yeah your dad's part. not gonna listen to this dude <laughs> no he's, <laughs> he's not gonna, he's not gonna start caring now stop it <laughs> just so funny earlier you asked me if i had dogs yeah you know because you have some very cute little guys running around here um i actually have had dogs twice in my life and both times my dad gave them away like after i like bonded with them one i i have this image of them like not being able to get one into the truck and it was just like standing like scared they just fucking hucked it in the back and just took them away it's like oh sweet then the other one he's like i'm putting new he's like i'm putting new vct down in the house he's like this dog keeps pissing everywhere you guys don't even like him anyway i'm giving him back we had him for like five years. I think I'm actually yeah. speechless. I was like sick. Oh, the saddest part, in case the little dog, the second one was a Papillon named Duke, which no hate to my dad. I mean, he did what he thought he was right, what, what was right, you know? And I mean, to be fair, the dog was pissing everywhere, but he wasn't fixed. And he was a little shithead like Papillon, like purebred dog that he got from his uncle up in Salt Lake. But um, <clears throat> to Salt Lake, it returned. And we went and visited my great grandmama a little bit after that. And um, dude... This was actually traumatizing. I saw the dog after not seeing it for like two years and it remembered me. Well, yeah. And it like ran up and was like, oh my God, like you're taking me with you. Like I've missed you, whatever. And I'm like bonding with this dog all day and then we have to leave. Dog's not coming with us. It's staying there. And so we start going down the road and we were in like a rental car that had like a hatch open. The dog runs down the road and jumps in the back hatch and gets in my lap. No. And is like, I'm coming with you. Shit. Yeah. It died like a year later. It got eaten by a pit bull. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. That was a ride? Yeah. It was oh crazy. Oh, my God. My yeah. wife is going to literally hate yeah. you if she listens to this part. Because I was like, a kid. What am I going to do? Well, how old I mean, were you? Why do I have attachment issues? Like 13, 12? Oh, okay. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. That was a ride was and a half. I love that dog. But whatever. It Also, because it was like such a frou-frou dog, people... And I grew up in like an old person neighborhood because Yuma's like... 
there's like a seedy part of it, like the lanes, whatever. And then there's like a, yeah, well, I mean, come on, dude. It like has gnarly like border traffic and stuff. And it like, oh, it yeah. used to be, it used to be way worse, but now there's like three sheriffs to every one person there. So it's like pretty ridiculous. Um, hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but then there's like the other mass of the population besides like military and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, you know, young professionals, whatever. Uh, Cause there's like the hospitals, like a huge thing there. Um, <clears throat> is uh, old people. It's almost entirely snowbirds on my side of town because I live on like the east side of town or my mm. parents still live on the east side of town. And so my neighborhood in the summer, there'd be like no one there. Like period. Like it'd be like ghost town. So it's like extra hot. Oh, yeah, unbearable. And yeah. and there's nobody there. No, I'm somewhat like, thankful actually sense. though in hindsight for the, not to keep harkening back to the Yuma thing because it's, I try not to make it my whole personality, but like I'm somewhat thankful that it's it your was entire like, personality. Let's be real. Yeah. I have nothing else other than the ones that I impart from other people. <laughs> like I meet you and then I mirror your personality and then I'm just drained after the conversation. Good. Mm-hmm. I hope you're drained after this conversation. <laughs> Bunny <laughs> way ahead of you. <laughs> no, when I was like, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm thankful that it was hot as shit there because to be honest, like uh, just locked in my room there was like nothing I could do plus my parents were like you're not allowed to go one block this way or the other way you have to like stay in front of the house and if you're playing outside one of us has to be watching you and so I like wasn't going anywhere hey, any it of the sounds time. like my parents yeah well, I live in a us. cul-de-sac it was way easier look at us though I mean like yeah. hey look at us yeah. that Paul Rudd are you an only child no my sister's your age I told oh. you that oh, and then they so um, I didn't listen this entire time <laughs> understandable understandable <laughs> Um, no man what a great opportunity to just be stuck in a room and like forced to do something creative and like thought inspiring but play music and consume music like Mm -hmm. you know if you're in like a lovely livable place and you could just go out and like my dad's like oh when i was a kid when i was your age i was riding bicycles everywhere we were skating because my dad grew up in long beach Uh and so he's like yeah he's like oh me and all my friends after school he was like we would skate to the bus stop and ask for change and then we'd go down and we'd bury all our shit at the beach and we'd surf all day and then we'd get like a three cent slice of pizza and then we'd skate home you know and do it all over the next day 85 years old no it kind of sounds like that though huh it does (laughs) no three cents slice of pizza man no yeah it wasn't really three cents the dude was uh he was um this was this was like mid 80s my dad was like the stereotypical um like just metalhead like yes. loved yeah well actually funnily enough being in LA at that time he this is not about me now but um he <laughs> he and his brother are in the Bon Jovi Bad Medicine video really yeah dude so there's like a what's that dude Steve Kinison like the like crazy comedian from the 80s that yeah, wore like yeah, Chuck yeah. Taylors and shit he like um oh Steve. he wh- what's his name you know what I'm talking about the guy that like yells and shit um yeah kinnison okay so he like um there's like a part where they just line up a bunch of kids like at this studio and he like runs down the line he's like yeah gets everyone's like all gassed up and then there's just like a live crowd and they just watched him play bad medicine i think they just like skip school and he's like now you can't really see me but there's a guy holding up a red shirt right next to him that's my brother's shirt or something like that or whatever (laughs) yeah no yeah no payment for that that's lame no no but yeah i mean that definitely informed I guess just to talk about it's music some more um, and us being in the same kind of like vein. We're very close in age and I feel like both brought up playing drums in probably very similar situations. We probably have similar tastes. Um, but my dad informing my music was definitely like a ton of hair metal, mm. like, an un, like, an, like an unbridled amount of hair metal. 
and then uh, Metallica. But also on the other side of that coin, um, huge Sublime guy. Oh. Being in Long Beach in the you know mid to late '80s, early '90s, uh, and uh, yeah, that's about it on Nate. Other than the dog situation, Nate dog. We call my dad Nate dog. Not like the rapper. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to think about your dad at this point. After just giving away a beloved dog, he's turning fifty in two weeks. I'm playing his birthday party. He's forty nine right now. Your dog's not turning fifty. No, <laughs> well, in in dog years. I mean, do we age after we die? Uh, do all dogs go to heaven? If, I hope so. If the amount of if the amount that he pissed in my house was any sign of morality, dude's burning in the third circle of hell right now. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like when I die and go to heaven, all my like my relatives, let's just mm-hmm. say that they're waiting at my house or gate or whatever the um, theoretical idea is there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be like. Oh, hi, Grandma, Grandpa, Uncle, mm-hmm. da 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 Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I've seen you, like, not that long ago. But my dogs, from when I was a kid, they run to me, yeah. pff, get out the way. Yeah. Be like, mm-hmm. hi, Mom, Dad. Mm-hmm. I need to pet them first. <laughs> that, that's that's honestly mm-hmm. my... Uh, that's, that is honestly how I feel. That's how much more I love yeah. dogs than anything. And my wife's the same way, and that's pretty much the only reason we're married. <laughs> That was our entire vows, actually. It was just like, you might hate each other, but mm-hmm. your love for dogs will bring you together. The dogs are the glue. That's it? Yeah. I would love to have a dog. I probably will one day. I'm just gonna, make sure to, you know, not leave your trunk open. or Right. Or no, or leave your trunk open. <laughs> leave, because if you let leave... Let him in. <laughs> I'm just going to the store, buddy. Uh, yeah, that's rough. Um. Oh, my God. Um. This has gone off the rails already. Let's just end it. No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, damn, this is running long. I feel like I haven't even said anything. <laughs> okay, but for real, I actually okay. do want to know about you starting to play music and how you've got to where you are now. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you play drums in um, John Herrera's project, which is not like, I don't say that lightly because he doesn't hire, you know, not good drummers, especially. Or maybe he does. I don't know. <laughs> here, I, here I sit. <laughs> <laughs> he hires terrible guitar players. Awesome drummers. Um, mm. I love John if he's listening to this. I really do. God bless him. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, so did you start drumming first? Did you start singing first? Mm-hmm. What was the deal? Okay. So, um, yeah, I'll try to make it more concise because I've been kind of long, long-winded and nervous in the beginning of this thing. Let's this just is, make this it is long-winded. Yeah. It's supposed to be. Uh, well, I started drumming because I went to a friend's house when I was a little kid, and his brother had a drum set. This is around the time I was seven, and I just remember he had like a snare drum sitting there with like a wallet on it, and he was like hitting it and then taking the wallet off and hitting it again, and I was just like, "Yo, what?" what is happening right now it's blowing my mind because in my mind like snare sounds in my mind the only like really iconic snare sounds that i had from a kid were like uh kryptonite by three doors down and then like good example uh no doubt like uh what's the one that's spiderwebs J- yeah. Jamie, pull up that song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jamie, that. can we get that? Yeah, oh, spider webs. 
Um, and I'm like, I'm like watching this snare drum make all these different sounds. And I'm like, yo, what? Which my dad had a guitar in the house when I was a little kid. He like, my dad, um, he's like an all around like handyman, but he like, he likes, uh, swapped someone's transmission and, and it's as payment, like accepted a guitar. And so it was just like this super high action, like gnarly. It's called a Viking. I've never been able to find Huh. Viking guitars anywhere, but anyway. I think your dad came out on the wrong end of the deal on that one. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but he um he just learned like some rudimentary chords and stuff like that. And um growing up, it was just kind of like there. But then I saw drums and I was like, whoa, dude. So I scraped up my measly savings and we found someone at church that I was able to buy like a hundred dollar drum set it's on. Always church. And then yeah, dude. Oh, of course. And so I was just off to the races from that point and uh just became wildly obsessed with drums and uh slept with my drumsticks, played drums literally every day, like all day long as a little kid. You probably are better than me. Well no that's see the crazy thing is is like, you know, you just get like super good for your age yeah. and then at some point you just have to be good. And it is kind of perfectly aligned with when you stop caring as much about improving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, now I'm as good as I was when I was 17. Maybe. I, you know, well, I am 17. <laughs> I've just had to lose. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. right, right yeah. Started drumming when I was um, one. <laughs> On pots and pans. <laughs> I don't think I ever did that, actually. No. I played like around a fire like at the dunes like we played like before i had a drum set we i would like crumple different size beer cans and like hit them with sticks to like make different sounds it was more of like a little go-go bell thing. yeah you're like rock blocks but. i mean this day and age you can literally use anything as sounds on any song so that is true i mean mm-hmm. um i don't know what i was gonna say dear god drums yeah drums boom so then anyway, I, I was like, this is so fun. I love this. And I can only play Kiss and ACDC songs by myself for so long. Um, I kind of want to add some melody to this. And so I picked up my dad's guitar and I wrote a little like Metallica medley. And then I played it for my fifth grade talent show. And On the uh, same guitar? On that guitar, yeah. Yes. And uh, yeah, dude, it was just crazy. It's like the curtain like came open, whatever. And I said something corny or whatever. I just (laughs) like, I'm so not like you'd be, I know I don't seem that well adjusted to normal life, but I was so in my own head until I was like 18, like my own little world. It was just, I wish I could go back there actually. Same. The mists of Avalon have just closed and I'm stuck outside (laughs) forever. Yeah, I know. And I'm like in the real world now, but, um, okay. People just lost their shit, dude. I like was sitting there and I like strummed my guitar real quick. And then I was like, what did I say? I was like, hello my good people or something like that Ooh. and people people were just like yeah because people are just like love confidence yep. even if it's based like completely baseless it's like you're this burning fire and people will come from all around to stand in the warmth you know what mm-hmm. i mean and i was just like let's go and i just ripped into it and it was like one enter sandman master of puppets uh fade to black intro and uh I think that's it. But I was like this little short round that was just like playing this stuff. And then people were like, people were like, holy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? It's probably sounded terrible, but in my mind, I was, uh, I was a god. So you didn't so play like, a full song. You played three intros. I played like five intros in a medley. Yeah. Oh, into, it was a medley. In a, into, okay. Yeah, I made a medley. Uh, okay. No, I just sat there and played a couple. But it's like, I'm playing that. And then You're some like, other kids like got a record. Here's the first yeah. intro. Uh-huh. Here's just, the yeah, second. indulge me. Indulge me. <laughs> No. Um, and then my head just became unbearably big at that point. Um, 
I think that helps, though, in a way. Oh, for sure. Uh, To improve? Yeah. Life's had plenty of opportunities to knock me down since then, so I don't feel that bad about it. But it's like, it was fun as a little kid to get to do that. And then um, I got plugged in at my church, honestly. And I think that's where a lot of people really have the opportunity to grow and play in a group that I can't. I've been asked to do drum lessons and guitar lessons for people before. And one of the biggest things I've always stressed is there's no price that you can put on playing in a group for your own growth as an individual. Mm -hmm. It seems counterintuitive like, Oh, but I have all these chops and I can play this Samba and I can play this Afro Cuban rhythm and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but can you do it in a group setting? And that's the biggest thing other than really just spending the hours of sitting there by yourself, like playing as much as you can. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I did a lot less. I feel like I did a lot less practicing by myself. Um, I mean, there was a period in my life where I, I mean, I played a lot more than I did at any other time, but, mm-hmm. and, and, and that period of my life, I definitely became a lot better of a player. Um, and I mean, I was gravitating towards stuff that was like really difficult to play. Yeah. Just cause that's what I liked listening to. And so once, you know, you practice anything that's really hard, you eventually get it and you get better. Mm-hmm. But that was, I mean, but that still didn't compare to like starting to play at 18 five nights a week damn you know like it's a different sort of skill i wasn't Mm -hmm. practicing like super hard stuff but just the amount of hours that you're putting into it yeah to a click um and just like learning to play with other people and listen yeah huge dude it gets me pumped up i just want to jam dude yeah like seriously it it sounds corny but i'm just like oh man i just love it because i just i don't really play in bands that often anymore like maybe like once a month twice a month something like that well because that's what i was that's i think that's what i was forgetting earlier with my awkward pause but i i wanted to get the transition from you playing drums to i I mean i understand that you were playing guitar at a talent show and stuff but like now you're but, but now you're typically doing the solo artist thing right yeah Okay, so this, I mean, just condensed, like, so fifth grade ends, whatever, I go into middle school, and my understanding was there's, like, this accelerated program where you can go and do, like, pre-middle school band, and because the middle school and the and the elementary school are right next to each other, so, like, after school, or maybe it was before school, they would make you play bells as a fifth grader, but you could, like, show up to the middle school band and, like, play bells. Mm-hmm. And so I did that, hated it, whatever, did that for a little bit, and then they had a drum set set up one time, I was like, can I... Can I play that? Can I play that drum set? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they go, sure. And I went over there and played something ignorant, I'm sure. And then. Um, Just a blast beat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Six-year teacher's like, he's yeah. ready. <laughs> I sat down and played like some like Limp Biscuit intro. Psst. And anyway, no. <laughs> and he just yeah. all of a sudden remembered up, Woodstock. Uh, yeah, exactly. 90, yeah. What was it? <laughs> I'm spitting all over the room right now, laughing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. No, I like. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Uh, played something, and then the teacher. This was a huge turning point for me for it being more than like a hobby or something that I enjoyed doing because my main passion my entire life up to that point. It sounds like wow, what passions do you have that are really lasting when you're like 12? But my dad's a huge like grease monkey and he loves motorcycles. And so I was really thinking that I was going to ride motorcycles because I like race BMX and blah, blah, blah and stuff when I was little. So I thought that's what I was going to do. And then um, this lady just like really believed in me. And she was like, do you want to be in jazz band when you get to middle school? And I was just like, what? Right. Like it's, I'm allowed to play drums in a class. I know it sounds silly, but sometimes you have to like get perspective now because we get so fucking jaded, dude. 
You know what I mean? And it's just like I was dated oh, at I'm eighteen. Don't worry. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, so I'm like no, just but I mean, I, I want to go back on that because you're totally right. Like, it is it is this really cool opportunity that like when you start really putting numbers to it, you know how many how many kids are at this school and and I'm one of the two drummers or whatever yeah. in this band. Like, yeah, it is. It, it feels unique and it feels like you're big time and even though we're probably the geekiest in the schools that's fine but in our heads <laughs> we're the coolest and that's right. all that matters i just man my love for playing just like and getting to do it for that amount of time it's like sometimes you just have to check yourself and just be like okay remember how much you loved this why are you acting like this why are yeah. you sad why are you like i don't want to do this right now or whatever you like you I mean? get to play for people now Right. like weekly and you make money doing it and there's nothing wrong with like wanting different things as you get older you know what i mean i'm not breaking up with you right now i'm just telling you oh, thank <laughs> god <laughs> i cannot handle this don't no. do it on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> anyway foreshadowing no so anyway but it was just like so she like really believed in me and it was just like this amazing thing where i got to play and i got to learn new styles of music and play drums blah 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 it was fun um and as I may have foreshadowed a little bit with uh, getting the crowd approval in fifth grade, I was kind of an insufferable little shit. Like, I just had a huge head. And it was, like, not a good thing. But my parents are, like, love me and just gas me up constantly, like, almost yeah. to an unhealthy degree. And so they're just, like, they're the, they're the, like, your teachers don't know what they're talking about type thing. I had, like, four different fourth grade teachers uh. because we butted heads constantly. Really? Yeah, it was bad. And I got, like, suspended and all that shit. And it's just, like, yeah, it's bad. My parents are, like, don't, don't listen to your principal. But anyway, yeah. I like your parents, actually. I Probably. think that's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fully healthy. It's fine. Yeah. No, I, I swear this is not how I am now. I'm just like, I'm really, I've been humbled many times. It's just like, it's just funny to use <laughs> I think this I would context. I by now. No, yeah. It's good to use this context to reflect and also just, you know, see it from the other side and stuff like Could that. Could you but, imagine if you like, I get a, uh -huh. I get a text from a manager and they're like, listen, so this Curtis guy, <laughs> um, I've asked him to turn it down five times because it is so loud in here. <laughs> And he just keeps saying, dude, let me tell you why yeah. it should be this loud. Yeah, exactly. You That's it. ingrate. Yeah, no. I was <laughs> My in, parents said that it's yeah, supposed to be this loud. My mom said, yeah, dude, you. No. Um, <laughs> I actually played a show last Thursday uh, in Tempe. Not for you. And I was just playing in Tempe. That was, sounded super cutting, and it was not not for you. I do this for me. I know. I was just going <laughs> to yeah. say, like, it wasn't for what? you. Bro, what? Yeah, no. Uh, oh, my God. Bartender, literally first song I start, and I'm starting on something so simple. It was like a Ray LaMontagne song or something like low-key. It's like half step down. Dude walks up, takes my speaker on the pole, and turns it completely around. And he just goes, they're like having a meeting. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be here for three hours. I was like, okay. So I just, I was like vibing. I'm like, this is his space. And he clearly knows the room. And so I'm just going to chill and just vibe on whatever wavelength he thinks I should, you know, who knows how long this guy's worked here. I'm trying to, I'm in was his space. Was he like space. a bartender? What I'm was he? Yeah. I'm like, I'm in his space. I'm just chilling, dude. And so, so that's what I did. So speaker completely, completely around. around. Yeah. So it was pointed ask. at a wall. No. Ooh. Anyway, so it was like pointed at a wall. So I was like, okay. And so dude, um, the, I don't the... monitor live. So I got like to hear myself better. And I just did like super quiet, like flashback to playing in like restaurants, like jazz gigs. And I was just like, this is nice. I'm just going to vibe. And people were just like, it's so nice. It's so quiet. And only like two people complained and were just like, why don't you be louder? You know? Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, not sure how I got there, but back it up. This lady, I can't say her name. Uh, she got in a bit of trouble and. Uh, in seventh grade, it makes me really sad. Did she sleep with it you? It makes me really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that comment's not going to age well. She got locked up. 
Yeah. For that. Uh, you don't say. Okay. Uh, yeah. I anyway. was just hoping, man. Um, <laughs> You're no, like, but I was like really, really crushed. lady. <laughs> no, up. but it was like a Cinderella situation where my parent that I loved and like wanted to like nurture me and was like, you're going to do great things and like I support you and yeah, you're a little cocky, but it's okay, went away. And then it was just everyone else there that now she's gone. It's like, yeah, you suck. And it was just like weird. <sighs> and it was just like, and I didn't know how to deal with it. And I honestly like started butting heads with people and I kind of got kicked out of band because I was just being an idiot. It was just, no, it was bad. Um, and then, and at the time I was the president of the student council at the middle school. So I was like writing myself, I was like writing myself out of, I was writing myself out of class and shit and just being an idiot. And just like, then I hit high school and obviously it's like all the girls that are like your friends are now dating like 17, 18 year old guys. And no one, no one has time for your shit literally yep. at all nope man your story sounds a lot like mine dude we're this we're cut from the same cloth i'm telling you sorry anyone who's not like us who's Mesa, just throwing Yuma. up in their mouth about this yeah Ooh, yeah. yeah so i was i was um school president in sixth grade mm-hmm. which is still elementary school yeah and I, I i literally will openly tell anybody that yeah i peaked in i peaked in sixth grade dude i say that all the time <laughs> Dude, that shit's hilarious. Well, it's just like the ignorance uh, to the real world was so blissful. And then it's just like, bam. I was so yeah. popular, much like you because <laughs> because of the talent Holy show. shit, dude. Yes, dude. And being president. Okay, oh, wait, wait, wait. God. This gets Holy even cornier shit. and way better. All right, I'm going to kiss you right now. <laughs> my tagline for my campaign. The campaign speech. Yeah, I'm falling. I was there. Was yeah. <laughs> I, hope I was not. there the whole time. <laughs> I do remember you. Yeah. Kugel. <laughs> um, I did the devil Man. horn rock on thing. And at the very oh, end shit. of it, I went, I'm Tanner Sigfor. Rock on. Dude. People lost their shit. And I won president. Dude. Now, I wasn't writing myself out of class. I was doing so much similar shit to what you were doing. That's insane. I had like a speech to like congratulate the kids on promotion or something like that. And I was just like such a dickhead where I was like, you know, in super troopers when they say meow. No. Oh, they're like, they pull someone over and they're like, how many times can you say meow without the person noticing that you're pulling over? And so they'll be like, all right, meow. Can I see your license and registration, ma'am? And she goes, did you just say meow? What are you talking about? You know what I mean? I need to see it right meow. And they'll be like, what? I like fit those in my speech. Just the loose cannon. Like someone should have gone. Okay. Like totally your, your off humor the track, was yeah. way too much yeah. for the age that you were. No, I was insufferable. But anyway, um, okay. Moving forward. Um, oh let God. me just, I'll, I know this is super long winded. My, my bad, my bad. Oh, it's so but, um, funny. Though. I know. We need to catch up though sometime. We probably should have gotten this preliminary shit out of the way before no, we recorded this, a conversation. I want to learn it in front okay. of nobody that's listening. So my my first real like mentor slash leader, whatever, um, goes away. That was weird. And then I went into high school band and I was just kind of like kept my head down and I played for a little bit and um, made friends with the band teacher there and I just did jazz band. I didn't want to do marching band or nothing like that. Um which I did, I did march in, I played tri-toms in middle school, um, because I saw, um, Drumline with Nick Cannon. Um, yeah, dude. Do you also have 14 kids now? That paradiddle thing? Yeah. Anyway. I'm gonna watch that movie now tonight. Hell yes. So, anywho. Uh. I can see the big Nick Cannon influence on you. Hell yeah. I mean, just so much. Well, we look so much alike. 
I know. But it was like moving forward, went into uh, high school, and unfortunately, every single show I played, they gave me an open solo on drums. And so <laughs> uh. <laughs> I took the ball and ran with it. And then like my sophomore year, I started playing in the, the local college jazz band. And um, again, this whole time I was like really active in uh, the church band, playing guitar, singing, or not singing yet, playing guitar. And I didn't start singing in public until I was like 17. 18. Oh, whoa. Yeah, I didn't think that was something I could do because my sister was the singer. My sister could sing. My mom could sing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, no one else in my family is musical, and they just kind of did it as a hobby, but they don't really do it anymore. They don't do it at all anymore, but um, anyway. Uh, yeah, and then um, that band teacher went away too, and so it was just me and this other lady <laughs> that butted <laughs> heads really bad. He didn't get locked up, though. He got, he took a new job. He didn't get locked up. <laughs> No, I was yeah. like, what are the chances? No, and I don't want to be disrespectful either. If you know, for some odd reason, my middle school band teacher listens to this, I, you know, I have such a reverence for her in my heart. I'm not really like trying it's to. It's not talk your fault. She went like away. That. Unless it no, is. No. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No. Damn. Why wasn't it me? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. Cool. Oh, that's so dark. No. Um. Uh. Nope. So. And then I basically just gave up on band, and I was like, well, you know what? This blows, and it's like. It's not like I'm going to become a rock star off of playing in the fucking high school jazz band. Even though Dom Moyo, the guy that teaches at ASU. Yeah. Do you know him? Yeah. yeah. Shredder. He came down for like a workshop or some shit like one time when I was still in the jazz band in high school. And he's like, hey, why don't you play with us? Like when you graduate, you should come to ASU, blah, blah, blah. And oh. I was just like, oh, let's go. Again, so disillusioned and not really aware of the real world spinning around me. Um I went for fucking journalism and went downtown to ASU downtown when I graduated high school and I showed up at his office one day and I'm like, Hey, remember me from two years ago? And he was like, Nope. And I was like, uh, yeah, you came down to Yuma. I had like spiky hair back then. He's like being nice. He's like, sure. And I was like, so I was wondering if you guys had like an opening so I could like play drums with you. Dude, this is so embarrassing. This is like an embarrassment so bad. And he's like, yeah, sure. So you're like a, you're a jazz drum major. I said, what, what is that? Like who's mate? Who's out here having their parents pay sixty k or some shit? My parents were paying for shit. I'm like, whose parents are paying sixty k for them to fucking learn jazz drums? Don't, get a grip, dude. Don't get me started on this. Anyway, yeah, whatever. dude, the college education thing mm-hmm. for music. Yeah, e- e- I'll bite my tongue. <laughs> I, I think it's really good for some people. Yeah, but I've also been in settings with people that have yeah. doctorates. Right in instruments yeah and they cannot hang yeah Yeah. and i'm like you need real world experience facts but there's like two there's two sides of the spectrum though because there's a those people highly educated really no real world application whatever Mm -hmm. that's not all of them by any means some of the greatest of all times are those people that like know everything backwards and forwards you know what i mean yeah um especially in like other in other instruments like wind keys blah 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 all that stuff um guitar sometimes sometimes but they're like can you read yeah yeah okay Uh, anyway uh i'm trying to minimize the school of rock references because it's like seven it's like 70 percent of mine but it's like read between the lines (laughs) (laughs) read between the lines anyway no Um, iconic movie though iconic yes lots Um, of good uh examples in the real world of music unbelievable unbelievable all right this is an edge yeah (laughs) no i had a uh but then on the other side of the spectrum, uh, completely uneducated, insufferable dickheads that are like, just like, look cool. 
you know what i mean and can play three chords and get like all the bitches and therefore just like all respect to women in that term but i'm just saying it's like dude <laughs> you know what i'm saying though it's like a proverbial it's like a global oh, bitches I... it's not but this th there's like these people up here that are just like idiots you know yes. what i mean but they're like obviously i'm successful i was chosen by the mob you know what yep. i mean i was chosen and so you suck you know what i mean and there's just you, we find ourselves hanging in the balance somewhere in the middle how many how many bands of those are my fans of though that's the issue here Ooh. i'm like yeah. going through my head and i'm like what songs yeah. all have three chords but i've right. listened to them my whole life right yeah and those people are like some of the biggest assholes too like supposedly but then there's like the highly educated like killers out there that are also dicks you know what i mean but they yeah. at least have a ground to stand on because they're like i'm here because i worked super hard and you're entitled you know what i mean and so they like want to check that against people for some reason yeah ego any way you spin it ego's bad you know what I mean? But anyway. But many people have it. This is true. This Especially is true. for some reason in the entertainment industry. Yeah. I think it's this whole thing of, oh, the majority of people can't do this. Right. Like, we I am of this special breed mm -hmm. that we were chosen to have mm -hmm. these skills and be famous. And it's like, look at me. Here's, here's a little philosophical question for you. Do you believe in talent? like natural born talent yeah absolutely oh, okay like 100 percent. okay cool some people will have a proclivity to it you're saying because realistically people don't realize a lot of the shit that we do mm -hmm. is just realized hard work you know what i mean and yeah there's like oh look at this three-year-old drummer that's just like shredding you know tom sawyer or something it's like that was me that's cool Right. But I was, and here we are. Seven. So, how important was it, really? No, but yeah, like, so it was ten years ago. <laughs> oh, because right. I'm okay. Jokes yeah, dead. I'm Seventeen. The feature's dead, Angela. Don't bring it up again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the talent thing is an interesting question because mm -hmm. I, I, I wholeheartedly think mm -hmm. that you like certain people are born with natural talents more than others. Okay. Now. I think the argument is, could you teach anyone to play an instrument? Can you mm. teach anyone to sing? Mm. And I don't think you can. I, I honestly believe that some people's brains are not capable of ever getting really, really good at something. Yes. And it's luck of the draw. I'm never going to be a crazy, crazy, crazy good athlete. Maybe, oh, yeah. Actually, I was, maybe I, was, I could. I was, I, a, I was a dreadful athlete. I don't know if I could, but yeah. I've never tried. But like I know for a fact that my brain was wasn't built to ever be good at anything math related. Right. Ever. Yeah. But like I just and that's fine. Right. <laughs> like we don't all have to be really no. good at everything. No, but I have this weird kind of like hanging guilt that's like is it just because I put like time into doing this and like literally anyone else could do it if they did the amount of time that I've done you know what I mean and I'm not like self-aggrandizing saying like I work so hard because realistically I'm pretty lazy but it's like <laughs> I mean realistically like oh you haven't accomplished your goals and you think it's not because of your own efforts interesting you know what I mean yeah because I mean what's really holding me back besides me you know what I mean you're that's not true. wrong that's true for most people I could probably be a really really good piano player Right, like I like I straight already, up. I play drums really yeah. well. I play guitar mm -hmm. pretty well. Like, oh, I wish I could play keys. I Shut could play up, keys, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
I and see, and, yeah. and it's funny because I'm actually really careful about that when people are like, "Do yeah. you play keys?" Mm-hmm. I'm not like, "Oh, I wish I could play keys." I just go, "No, oh. I don't," oh. because I haven't <laughs> put the time into it. <laughs> like, if yeah. I really studied uh-huh. hard for yeah. a month yeah. and played keys, yeah. I could probably like play a solo gig. Yeah, with basic chords. I believe that, but I don't. But I don't right. want to put in the time. Mm. Why? This is really inside baseball, this conversation here. Some yeah. people, an outsider might be like, these guys are fucking... Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I try to not think about how I'm being perceived. Listen, you ungifted peasants. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I try not to filter everything, you know, because it's like you could spend so much time, like, qualifying everything and just being like, you know, oh, but I want to be thought of this way. And Listen, just, man, like, life's not fair. Yeah. To be very, very honest. Yeah, true. I was... I do believe I was born mm-hmm. with a certain gift, especially yeah. on drums. But at mm. the same time, mm. like I didn't have to work nearly as hard as a lot of people do to be where I am in a skill level on drums. Uh, but at the same time, yeah. I think a lot that's gone into that is solely listening to certain songs. Like when I was really, really big into, we were talking about my favorite band called Porcupine Tree earlier. So they're like very prog metal based, super difficult drumming um, technical stuff and that's what I listened to that's the only thing I listened to for years and it's like I think just from that I became a better player and then playing to it but but no I have not had to work as hard as other people to get as good as I am but at the same time you, you have to consider your genes hmm. in who you got who you took after in your family my dad yeah, great drummer oh really never gigged oh. ever Okay. My um, grandpa, his dad, um, I never met him actually, but my dad told me he was an incredible musician. Like horns, woodwinds, oh, wow. piano, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. I don't play any of those, but mm. there was obviously a musical gift that was passed down. Yeah. Like I th- the same thing with sports, the same thing Straight with up. acting. Like, yeah. You get you like you get really good. I think it's obvious that you get really good at something. My grandpa might have had to work really, really hard at getting good at certain instruments, but that changed something in his brain. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can deny that that was passed down through blood. Mm-hmm. And so, thanks, grandpa. I never met you, but I didn't have to work as hard <laughs> to right. get good at an instrument. Right. And and as funny as that may sound, I I really do think that's true. Right. I believe that because I mean you said that your your mom and your mom sang <laughs> sings right your sister yeah. like it obviously passed down from somewhere right I hate to be this guy but honestly my dad also played a little guitar right when I was growing up yeah. just you know knew a couple songs they all gave up when I started playing and got to a certain level and I I don't need to feel bad about that because I'm clearly the only one that has to suffer the life of a working musician anyway <laughs> <laughs> they have like normal lives and they're like you know married kids houses and shit like that you know what mom Not dad say you it's good that, that you got out when you did right well yeah <laughs> yeah believe me put it down like 13 like holding a cigarette like an affleck you want to stop right now stop while you're whiskey ahead. in the other hand <laughs> oh. uh, i've been where you were when i was eight uh, i remember when i had that sparkle in my eye oh anyway yeah. again jaded at 18 jaded 18 rough anyway with a whole life ahead of you dude the music mm. business is just it's it is so hard everyone wants something else though i mean a lot of people think that they want one thing but they don't really because there's this adage that's like whatever you're doing is exactly what you want to do 
and that's sad but it's like there's a certain self-awareness that you have to take of like i've spent a long time in my life like blaming other people for the lack of my realization of my potential but realistically it's my bad you know what i mean and so well i mean you know you know i've had like relationships and stuff and just like you know feel like i'm being thwarted by like other musicians or like people in my band people like holding me back or like you know blaming my parents for me dropping out of college or something for a little bit and which was stupid but and my girlfriend at the time blah 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 because they everyone just begged me to come back to yuma and like stop what i was doing here and it's just like (laughs) you know because i did move i lived here for a year back in 2015 15 slash 16 uh and then i moved home and then I just okay. didn't do anything for a long time. Uh, and then during the pandemic, I moved back here and got serious. Um, you moved back here at yeah. a terrible time. No, or I know. Maybe a good time. I couldn't have, I could not have, there was no other direction for me. I mm. had to, I had to do something. Um, I guess to finish my little musical story. Uh, sorry, we keep getting sidetracked, but nope. and it's just like, I'm trying to not it. say sorry as much anymore either. I say sorry constantly. <laughs> as I said, I'm like hating on my childhood self for what an asshole I was or whatever. And then like now I'm still guilty about it. It's like, let him go. That Let the, let the inner child go. This has a lot just, to do with mental health. Oh, don't, dude. Oh. And I'm not, I'm not going to get into this. <laughs> I tried Adderall a couple weeks ago. And I was like, <laughs> no, straight up. And I'm like, I'm not like a big druggie or anything like that. I mean... Uh, and nothing that won't leave your pee in 24 hours. So, but I like, haha. <laughs> 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 but no, I like. Um, yeah, I tried it. I was like, wow, it's weird. I'm like focused. I'm optimistic. I have a presence of mind. I have a general like good nature towards my fellow man. And then I was like, I can't understand why this compound is not naturally occurring in my brain. I'm not gonna take this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, this is not good. I have an addictive personality anyway. When I moved back to Yuma, I drank a lot. Okay. And I don't really do that anymore. I'm not saying I don't do it, but I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Alcohol and it was just, is a funny one because like... Is it funny? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> funny. Like slide whistle funny. <laughs> is an alcohol addiction <laughs> funny? <laughs> is that funny to you? But it, it's just funny to me that people turn to alcohol instead of something way less destructive like black tar heroin. No, like weed. <laughs> well, you can still be a worship leader and show up drunk. You may not know that, but yeah. <laughs> if you're tweaked out. Curtis, or you're how do you know? <laughs> yeah. If you're out in the parking lot doing the, taking the old jazz, the jazz train, then people are going to know. You know, Curtis seems really drunk. I think he had an extra communion. Is he speaking in tongues? <laughs> Ew. Ew, dude. That's not cool. That's not cool. Him passed that on the stage. I think that's a reaction to the presence of the Lord. <laughs> oh, dude, that was such a wild time. Like, I had hair down to my nipples, dude. I had the longest red, like, gnarly hair. Do you have red hair? Yeah, man. What color do you think it was? Don't make that face. All right, whatever. Stop looking at me. Strawberry blonde. Strawberry wine. (laughs) That song made me cry last week. Not really. I don't cry, my man. But but you didn't. Don't cry, but I should. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my therapist said. (sighs) Okay. Um, No, just like I was living my own little rock star world at that time. I spent a lot of... So this is a good segue, I guess. Um, We're moving on hour three of the podcast. This is the time for our sponsors. <laughs> what do you, what insert sponsors Pabst? <laughs> Pabst. Oh, this is sponsored by Pabst. P-E-R, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Ribbon. Yeah. Okay. Um, Listen, uh, if I had sponsors, yeah, I'd I'd be interviewing people way better than you. 
Hire people, yeah, people that are gigging right like now. Like Adam yeah. Levine, yeah, Chad Kroger. Exactly. Adam Levine said, I cheat because I can. I'm like, <laughs> dude. He's like, Jesus. I'm going to need to see that booty. Yeah, I, I want that type of confidence. That's crazy, man. Imagine that. He's like, hey, for my verified account, let's mm-hmm. cheat. Wow. Dude, don't get me started on this. I yeah. laughed. I legitimately laughed <gasps> daily for a week mm. off of his, off of the screenshots of when he was doing the whole social media so cheat hot. thing. Yeah. So funny. And then I mean, not for the next day, he has to be kids. like, <laughs> whatever. And like, dude. We're all just clowns. We're entertainers, dude. dude. It's like, geez. What? I don't know. Like, what an idiot, though. What a, what a moron. Glad it's not me. <laughs> Glad they haven't found me out yet. Dude, no, you kidding. went from looking like a Chipotle back at the Super Bowl. Oh! To oh! publicly cheating. That's just That's really so sad. funny. Dude, I completely forgot about that meme. That's funny. Oh, California man. on your stomach. I don't know why. Anyway, not hating on him. Obviously, he's like a Great music. Singer. He's a music god, and I'm just kind of like floundering at the bottom. And I'm just like, yeah, that guy sucks. It's like, oh man, That's he has lame. to give forty eight million dollars yeah. away now. Well, clearly he's a legend because I mean, like, dude, come on, harder to breathe. Dude, it went down tangled there, though. Tangled. It all went downhill from there. The left hand on the keys. Come on, dude. No, what was the song? <laughs> Such a she will be loved. I do. I do a Maroon Five song live. I used to do She Will Be Loved, and then I was just like, um, it kind of just like fell on deaf ears a couple times, and like, really? Yeah, it's it's a little weird. But now I do the acoustic version of Misery from that album. That is like that song I was just gonna say has like has like the chick on it but has that like weird jazzy guitar lick in that song. Uh, yes. Yeah, the acoustic version is a little bit cooler. It has like a it grooves. It's still. Um, I'm gonna have you play that now. Sorry, not no. I don't care about your original song. Just right. play Maroon Five covers. Sounds good. <laughs> no, um, this the the vibe of the original song I was planning to play today is so separate from this silly, funny, goofy little time that we're having it's just today. So sad. Um, <laughs> it was from a dark place, very dark place. But um, I mean, mm-hmm. every I've I've had this conversation. I think all three episodes of the podcast, but <laughs> musicians. Mm-hmm. And creative people, mm-hmm. we pretty much all suffer from some sort of mental crisis. I'm so glad that you've already gotten this out of the system because yeah. I would. Uh, oof, this could be a much longer podcast. I mean, the fact that you just said I really like how Adderall feels, <laughs> but it's not naturally occurring in my brain, <laughs> tells oh, me yeah. everything I need to know. Yeah. Because if I think if yeah. I took Adderall, yeah. which I never have, I'd be like, uh-huh. oh, yeah. And then I didn't tell anyone my loved ones I took it either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just told my parents, Uh, like, Mm -hmm. two months ago that I Mm -hmm. started using uh, edibles. I don't Mm -hmm. smoke, but... Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, you wouldn't believe the massive positive positive outcome that's had on my life. Mm -hmm. And then I got my dad to start doing it. So you were raised in the church? Nope. Bro, what? I wasn't. I was not raised in the church. I mean, at all. Dude, that's weird. Maybe yeah. a lot of the problems I thought I had being raised in the church was just being raised by strict parents. No, it had to do with the church. Okay, cool. Because I know a lot of people that were raised in the church, and yeah. they all have pretty similar issues. Yeah, especially in this day and age where everything's yeah. globalized and just blown wide open. Like yeah. Oz's curtain is just wide open. Now. Mm-hmm. But it's just like weird, which is kind of good and kind of bad. Because there is a certain piece of like living in ignorance, but I mean, when it's at the detriment of other people, it's another thing. Nothing against people that have faith. Like, that's a huge no, part of human experience, I mean, obviously. I, 
I yeah. have lots of faith, and yeah, I me just, too. I'm not, I'm kind just not a huge religion it. guy. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Which is why I have all these tattoos on my arm, by the way, because mm-hmm. I'm a sinner, and mm-hmm. this is the sign of the um, the beast. I'm oh, kidding. Okay. Oh, dude. Speaking of sign of the beast, I'm so glad you brought it up. <laughs> um, number <laughs> number of the beast. How formative to you and your music taste as a kid was video game soundtracks? Not at all. Did that fall on its face? All right. Well, no. This is cool. You can just end there. Right? Actually, mm-hmm. Mario Kart Double Dash. Bro, what? Had one of what? the coolest <laughs> jazzy soundtracks. I wasn't okay, a gamer cool. growing up, bro. Oh, yeah. You were hitting the skins. You were going hard. No. Oh. What was I doing at that time? What was I doing? I was probably, probably like trying to date girls or something and i oh, had like bleached time, blonde buddy. hair and wasted uh, time. remember i peaked at sixth grade so you dyed your hair back then so bro were you into pop punk <laughs> you go <laughs> i invented i was actually only into evanescence and nickelback at the time you're like i didn't i'm not saying i invented pop punk but i was there <laughs> right yeah <laughs> no yeah uh i'm actually the i was the original drummer for trapped oh t-r-a-p-t yeah Trapped. I hope people know the controversy behind that band. That's so funny. No, so did you, you liked Evanescence and Nickelback and stuff like, we're going to have to do a part two of this. I mean, I legitimately really did like Evanescence and Nickelback and Creed and... Hey, buddy. Hubastank. Hubastank? Hubastank? That's a German name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Top three Nickelback songs, go. Top three Nickelback songs? Yep. Uh, The one from the Spider-Man movie. Oh shit! Okay. What is that called? No memory of it. Uh, I'm a fake. I'm a fake fan, buddy. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. It just makes me think of that scene from Hot Rod where he's like bouncing around like a beach ball at a Nickelback concert. <laughs> Wait. Oh, what was it? Stand called? by, Jamie. Can you pull that up, please? I am Jamie. Hero. Oh yeah. I don't okay, have the volume cool. up. Anyways, that song. Um, dude, how you remind me? Their first, their original. That's cool their first single was really good yeah and then um i mean photograph is a pretty iconic song i don't want to say it's one of my top three but like it's a pretty well-written song it's kind of country-ish huh it's a storytelling song interesting they get way too much hate creed gets way too much hate i had a rant about this on instagram about how great creed was (sighs) yeah don't sigh at me Uh, no i'm commiserating to a degree I mean, they, I think they had their time in the sun and they, I don't feel bad for them. They played the Super Bowl. Like, I don't feel bad for them, dude. Well, I don't feel bad for them either, but I'm just saying that they get so much hate. Yeah, they get a disproportionate amount of hate, I would say. And there's some, they did write some really good stuff. Um, How about, um, I'm surprised my two Nickelback songs that I actually like that I'm surprised you didn't bring up. Animals was huge. Yeah. And then, but these are like hard. These are rocking songs. songs. And then I can't help but think of like Chad Kroger, like doing his Cribs tour in like canada i'm dating myself here big time but uh and then Doing he had like the what b- tour cribs oh his cribs tour yeah i remember they had like everyone had like a prowler you know those cars yep and he had like a prowler outside and then he was like this is my home studio whatever <laughs> whatever I'm Chad Kroger. yeah um never again is another good one by them that a lot of people don't know about you never again never again what album though <clears throat> was that like a- it's the um it's the one that has like the yeah, the original tier yeah that's the how you remind the album oh yep oh three doors down great band uh yeah seether hmm heard of them okay but you were into hair metal 
Yeah, buddy. Well, there was like this. We're just not even gonna put a time limit on this thing, buddy. We're I wasn't just gonna checking keep, the time. We're just gonna keep I was checking Twitter because you were boring me. Right. Okay. You're the one that brought up Creed, and you're just <laughs> you're, you're just like turned off that you, you got rejected. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. So there was a so CDs obviously when I was a kid. I did do the whole thing of like downloading LimeWire and crashing the family computer. Um, oh, you too. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um. This is a monologue, actually. This isn't a dialogue. You and I are just, we're a one hive mind at this point now. But doing the, um, this has to be so revolting for anyone that's not like us. Anyway, no, but the, um, I was just like, God, I hate straight, straight white men. I'm so over it. No. <laughs> they can't see us. We can be whatever I we want to be. Yeah, I know. I hate being one. Sounds gay. I'm in. No. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no. Um, I'll try anything four times. Wow. <laughs> Beautiful. I will reuse that. Um, no, but my parents had like this, like a shitload of CDs. My dad had a couple of tapes, but they were like Nazareth and like weird old stuff. There was a Great White one, which I love, Great White. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they had like a CD box or like a like a, in a dresser, and it was just packed full of CDs. And so when I was a kid, I wanted to upload them all, like the discs, to my iTunes library. And so it led me to listen to at a formative age, like all of the CDs that my parents had, and they had a lot of weird, like '90s shit. Um, so there would be like Dangerous Toys. Uh, porno for pyros, Jane's addiction, candle yeah. box, yeah. um, which is was not stuff that my parents listened to. It was just there. My mom, my mom had a couple of like eighty CDs in there of like, that were like really formative in her youth. But it was when we got older and had like digital access to things that my parents were really able to share like music they really liked and they just didn't have physical copies of. Mm-hmm. You know, but there was a couple of little like weird things i would say pandora as a as the advent of pandora when i was in like middle school high school was like the biggest thing for 90s 2000s nostalgia yeah i mean those bands that you just brought up are kind of like the the 90s alternative kind of hard rock bands mm-hmm. like candlebox i think yeah silver chair candlebox yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. lime wire <laughs> lime wire went hard i still remember when because i mean similar to my family growing up is they had a ton of CDs. And so like, but my parents didn't listen to that same sort of stuff. It was like my, my parents have always been pretty hip on new music, Mm. um, which is why I've never been a very big classic music guy. People are like, Oh yeah, you've been a professional musician all your life. Like you must love the Beatles. I'm like, I've literally never listened to an entire Beatles record. And it's probably a sin. We're opposites in this regard. Okay. I don't know anything about modern music and I wish I did. So, I self yeah. I self educate, but like everybody's like, oh, you got to know this old classic song. I'm like, yeah, I've heard it, and they're mm-hmm. like, but you're a big fan of it. And I'm like, no, I, yeah, because because I it, it was that sort of thing where it was like, my dad being a drummer was always on the cutting edge of like new, cool drumming records, and so it always had oh, to do with cool. hard rock and okay, and then and then my mom got into country when I was in like fifth or sixth grade. And my dad and I, I were like, <laughs> country, that's dumb. Literally no one in my, you idiot. Literally no one in my house likes country but me. <laughs> I know, because you play a ton of country, right? Yeah, man. It's the best. So, well. It's not, it's not the best. I like country. Okay. So, at some point, my cousin was murdered when I was a kid. And as. Holy shit. Yeah, no. You're I'm, just going to start a. I, well, I'm, I'm keeping some things under wraps because I don't want to just be like, here's every crazy thing that's ever oh, happened in my, my life. And okay. Here's a story about well, my dad having a warrant and blah, blah, blah. Just kidding. <laughs> not kidding. Anyway, so. <laughs> the murder of my cousin. Anyway, and here's when my mom. Anyway, moving on. 
We'll do this okay, later. Okay, so your cousin was literally murdered. Yeah, it was really sad. It's not funny, but... Um, yeah, obviously. Yeah, everyone loved him very much. He was cool. Um, he uh, died, and when he died, um, my mom went back up to Washington for his funeral, because we were like a satellite family, and Yuma just completely quarantined my entire... Like, from our family. Uh-huh. So, when my Nana died in, like, 2020, she called me on the phone, and I was like, I've seen her less than 10 times in my life, or something like that, and it was, like, really sad. Uh-huh. But anyway, whatever. Um... So when Josh died, uh, he, oh boy, um, like they played the music that he liked at his funeral Mm -hmm. and my mom came home with the CDs. She like bought the CDs and I was like, obviously a new music enters the house and it's like a dog when they smell food. I'm like, what is this? (laughs) I'm like, can't be that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll be the judge of this, and I bring in. It was an Alabama greatest hits and uh, Drive for Daddy Jean, whatever that album is by Alan Jackson. Oh yeah, and um, dude, hooked, hooked, yeah. hooked. You know what I mean? And I was like, why do I like this? You know what I mean? And then another thing at the time was like Mud on the Tires, whatever, Brad Paisley. So I was like, my dad wasn't buying it. You know, he's yeah. he's not really into that type of thing, which is cool. But then when I was in high school, I'm just doing like silly hood rat stuff in Yuma. And like you get way more liberties of doing silly hood rat stuff if you're like a little hick. Okay. Because then you like get to go like, oh, I'm going to the desert or I'm going fishing. You live in the you desert. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. But I mean like, dude. Not a lot to do, dude. Not a lot to do. Anyway, but it's like, oh, I'm going fishing or I'm going to the desert or whatever, and you can just go do silly shit. And so that's what I was doing. And um, there was country music that was the backdrop of that, like, Mm -hmm. 24-7. Now, then I move away, right? I come back, and I really had not played a lot of music um, the year that I lived here. And it was like a dark time of just, like, being exposed to the real world and, like, you know, getting kind of let out of the bubble a little bit that I'm still kind of like, you know, I'm still taking everything in, which we're, we never stopped growing, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's just like got to the point where I got home and I think I saw a clip of my buddy Tyler. He was not my, I didn't know him. I went to school with his younger brother. Um, my buddy's Tyler Alford, who's a player around town here. And he's pretty, he's kind of, he's kind of big on TikTok. He has like uh-huh. a, he does lap steel shit. Super talented player. Dude. Super nice guy. He's local. Yeah, he just moved here like a couple of months ago. Oh, or like dude, a year man. ago or something. This yeah, I'll like, give you his info. He's the shit. But this is yeah. the place to like for lap steel stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I'm well, gonna, there are people like flying him around the country and shit. And he I'm does gonna freak out if this dude is one of those guys that I've seen on TikTok that I follow. <laughs> oh yeah, because some of those lap steel guys on yeah. on TikTok, I'm like, yeah, bro. Well, he where he hits a niche is like he um not trying to be reductive at all because he's he's good, but um like I met him through. So he was raised in the advent of, and I also experienced this because I always hung out with older kids because I really didn't like anytime music was brought up, if someone, it was like this weird, like slightly autistic thing where if kids like weren't on the same wavelength as me, I was like, couldn't talk to them. And so it was like, I was always talking to kids that are way older than me about music. So like when I was in middle school, I played in like a high school, when I was in middle school, I played in a high school talent show. And then like, I played a skate park show with kids that were like 17 and 18 and I was like 12. You know what I mean? And so... This is don't yeah. lose this train of thought, but right. that's so funny because I was the exact same way. Yeah, if I couldn't talk to kids about things that I was yeah interested in, I was like, mm. yeah, I'm like this isn't going nowhere. But I like, I mean, I definitely played with like 16, mm-hmm. 17, 18 year olds when I was eleven and twelve. But mm-hmm. even past that, I started playing with dudes in their late twenties, early thirties, and they right. were like, 
hey, we understand that you're like 12, but we right. want you to play drums in our band. Yeah. And at the time, yeah. I think what's weird about that is at the time I knew I was playing with older guys, but it seemed yeah. somewhat normal. Yeah. And now that I'm 28, yeah, I'm 17, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was dead yeah. and I'm giggling. It's not I'm dead. an idiot. Okay. <laughs> it's back. All right. But now that I'm 28, if, if I was the leader of a band, well, yeah, if I was like the lead singer in a band or something, I'd be like, a 12-year-old? Right. No. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, those guys gave me a shot. So sick. That's wild. Yeah. There wasn't really any opportunity in Yuma like that as far as like gigging yeah. out, but as far as like hanging out with people and stuff like that. So I get back and I think I was just like shooting shit one day. I don't even remember how this happened, but I ended up going over to my homie Tyler's house to like talk about tones because I had like just bought an AC-15 mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going to get into playing electric. You know, because I only really, I don't play that much guitar or whatever, other than in church. And I was like, I want to get a tube amp. Like, I want to do this and that. And I was a KOL freak. Kings of Leon. Oh. Super hardcore Kings of Leon fan. And you um, lost me at the. Yeah. But it was like that. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I showed up to his house and he like told me about like analog pedals. And I like watched him play like a Greer light speed and like a timeline, like a Strymon timeline and shit. Yeah absolutely changed the game all i had was a tube screamer and mm-hmm. i could have rode that wave the rest of my life and been one of those three pedal guys <laughs> nah dude no 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 <laughs> no instead yeah. i went broke buying every analog pedal on yeah the buddy market. oh i've had to sell gear many times oh, yeah. because i i didn't have it in the first place you know what i mean yeah anyway but uh so actually then, i don't because i'm not a gear person <laughs> clearly as i sit in this room of gear I've had all this stuff okay, for man. You're in 10 denial. to 20 no, it's fine. years. Right. You don't have to feel bad about it. Yeah. You, you like nice things. You work hard. I don't know if I work hard. Actually, this drum set looks disgusting. This, this is pretty pathetic, actually. Bright purple one. Yeah. Like DW hardware, like grow up. And, the, yeah. and then this clear plastic one. <laughs> plastic. Yeah. That's what it is. It's plastic. Right. Okay. Acrylic is plastic. One day he and I were jamming and um, like shortly after I'm like starting to build a pedal board and he and I are like playing together and stuff like that. And I am one of those people, as I told you, that would like lock myself in my room and just play. And so I just had chops and I'm not being self-aggrandizing again. I'm just saying it was like, oh, you can do a couple of like crazy moves. That doesn't mean you can play in a band. You know what I mean? It's the first step to get there. Right. Well, you have to give some kind of flash because if you don't have like any burner moves in your bag at all, then what anyone can play cowboy chords. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can play one, four, five killer, you know what I mean? But like, what else do you have to offer? It's a, it's an audition basically. So, well, I mean, by no means, like I strictly play rhythm guitar. I, mm-hmm. I am a very good rhythm guitar player. Okay. I know lots of chords. Right. And I got really good. <laughs> I know lots of chords. <laughs> and I got really good mm-hmm. right hand strumming. Oh. But I mean, really, yeah. because I'm a drummer and percussionist, like yeah. I have good timing with my right hand. However, I'm not going to go on Facebook and be like, listen, guys. <laughs> I'm a killer rhythm player. That's all I'm looking to do. Right. So you do have to have like chops and flash for people to be like, oh, he knows what he's doing. So there was like a couple bar bands in Yuma Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to be in a stage on a stage. In one bar? A couple bars, but we ended up playing one very, very heavily. That's still to this day. And there's a band that anyway, whatever. Um, So the drummer for the band that Tyler was in, uh, was my friend Taylor who I played with in Christian bands growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he came over to the house where Taylor and I were jamming, which was actually like, I think his house or his parents' house or whatever. Um, he was like, do you want to be 
in the band because it's like a two guitar player band and I was just like whoa and this is like right after I moved back from Phoenix and I was like absolutely and then I spent like the next three years as a chicken picker oh no way yeah dude did like, I know that you played like lead stuff maybe not most people don't I I don't think I've played any electric lead since I moved here oh, okay yeah, no, but, but that was like, chops. dude, I had, well, I don't want to sound like, oh, dude, I shred. And then like, it's but like, like oh, cool. Are you a good lead player? Pentatonic licks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I'm not trying to be anyway, but no, dude, this and podcast I just is great this. exposure. You <laughs> <laughs> hey, zip that's it, why you paid to be on here. Yeah, no, but I know, dude, I, um, I just like embodied this thing that was just kind of this existentialist, like escapism, like just getting lost in like playing electric guitar and like grew my hair out and like had a bunch of wild different pairs of sunglasses and like a lowered car yes. with a sub and shit and like lower yeah, lifted car <laughs> i drive a i drive a truck now but that's like that's completely utilitarian buddy i was a huge like knuckle buster when i was in high school i had oh. my first car that i totaled was a 73 Datsun 240Z. Oh. Yeah, I chopped the springs on that cuz I had obviously no money. I was working as a taquero at the time. <laughs> Literally. Um, <laughs> chopped the coil coil springs on that and then I um Isn't that so dangerous to do? Hell yeah. But also, I mean, the carbon monoxide I was breathing in that thing, no AC, <laughs> death trap. Dude, when I wrecked it, dashboard snapped in half, driver's seat went through the floorboard. What? Yeah, passenger door smashing in the center console. Just gnarly. Some kid in like a turbo, like bug eye O2 Subi, like, like T boned me, and it was like literally Tokyo Drift when he like flips over the car. Except my car didn't flip. But his yeah. did. I missed a telephone pole by like this much, and my steering was broken. Shit, and it was like oh. gnarly. Yeah, radiator went into the engine. Boom! It was gnarly. Like ripped like power lines and a stop sign. Hurt? I'm tough, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but really? No, the most hurtful part was my dad. Giving He's worked really away. hard. You motherfucker. <laughs> God. <laughs> no, my dad worked has worked very hard manual labor for a very long time. And he um uh, he as a kid, like everyone around him had Dotsons and they were like huge Dotson guys, and he was like, you know, I always wanted a Z, I got a Z. I let my little shithead son drive it, blah blah blah. You know what I mean? And I would just be like drifting it and shit and doing reverse to first in it and whatever. <laughs> reverse you know, to first. Come on, buddy, dude, ripping e brake turns and shit. Dude, Paul Walker's that you? Just like, yeah, well, rip. Anyway, and then... <laughs> Sorry, Vin Diesel. Anyway, yeah, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. Anyway, so I'm like, whatever. I pull up to the house that night. My dad had to tow me home. He was just, like, super cool about it. He was just like, it happens. I'm just glad you're okay. You know. Next day, dude takes off work. And is I wake up the next morning, and I showered in my parents' room because my sister was using our bathroom. Yeah. And I'm walking into the room, and he's sitting up in bed. Shirt off holding the hood emblem to the car just looking at it oh. and i walk in i'm just like <sighs> shower shake the glass out of my hair i was just like what the fuck dude? <laughs> that that one hurt but anyway oh. what does this have to do with anything That's so dude? funny though i know what does this have to do with anything oh yeah because i had a slammed beamer after that no i like had these piece of shit like salvage title beamers that i used to drive one of them I had to give away because it was just too messed up. And then the, and then I got the next one. It like had like the trunk floor was like ripping out like the subframe tears on those cars. It was like a, it was like a 2003 23i and I like lowered it, put wheels on it. And I think the funny thing and... about this is your dad's a gearhead and he's right. letting you buy complete <laughs> cars. <laughs> oh yeah. Death traps, dude. It was fun, but I mean, yeah, that was a good time, but I'm not into cars now. I need to put all of my energy on music, honestly, because I'm only getting older. And so it's like, I just have a truck. I have a couple street bikes that I wrench on, like old ass street bikes. Do you really? Yeah. They're Moto Guzzi's. You know what a Moto Guzzi is? No. Okay. The only person I've... 
the only person I know in town that has known what it was that I was able to chop it up with about is actually uh, Cassidy Hilgers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, she rides. I know. She's dope. Yeah, yeah. she was like, well, she and I went and rode together one time. Uh, and my goozies are, one's an 84 and one's a 78. And so they're old school Italian bikes. I'm looking at it. Um, one, we chopped, me and my dad chopped up into a cafe racer. And then the other, yeah, no, I'll show you after the podcast. It's dope, dude. But then the what other one. It? Can you see this? Um, see that one that has like the number plate and like the third one in on the Here? top. That's like the club man. It's like the V seven or whatever it is. Hold on. Which one? Yeah. It kind of looks like this one. Right, right there. Okay. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. Yeah. I'm looking at bikes because. But that one's new and mine's vintage. My wife told me that. Wow. This is getting real. Um, my wife told me she literally later divorced if you want, me buddy. if I ever bought a bike. Don't take that shit. <laughs> I love your wife. I haven't this, even met her. This but is I my trust resignation, you that she's a good woman. Megan. Yeah. No, I trust her that she's a very great partner. Clearly, you're a healthy, smart, intelligent guy. You can make your own decisions. I don't know about that. And but she, I don't have a motorcycle, so hey, what's the point? She ha- she, you know what, though? You're with her because she completes you. She has your best interest at heart no matter what. If she tells you you don't need one, you probably don't need one. But you know what else would complete me? What? Is a motorcycle. Maybe rent one. Maybe rent one. I can't. She won't let me ride one. Won't let you. On the street. Well, yeah. She's given me the okay to get a dirt bike. Oh, dude. Start there. Yeah. That's way healthier. Like, way more fun. Way more dangerous. Chill. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing your personality, you're going to be like, it's a mountain bike. And now I'm in the hospital. (laughs) Dude, I just. Just grab a fistful of front brake and just. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Oh, I forgot to wear my helmet. Damn it. Dude, maybe you get like one of those e-bike hybrids or something. And then if you like snap your femur, at least you can be like. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Snap my femur is the least of my worries. The culture. Well, I mean, I need you. I'm I'm riding your coattails. You're my meal (laughs) ticket. So don't hurt yourself, buddy. You can ride on the back of my bike if you want. Ooh. Beep, beep. (laughs) Be like a little raspberry beret situation. What is it? Uh, uh, Purple rain situation. That's funny. Uh. No, the culture definitely, though, it's not one where you can be like, yeah, I totaled a car and I'm hurt. It definitely was like, oh, man, the car. It's like anytime you get in a motorcycle wreck, no one's going to the hospital, bro. No. No one's going to the hospital, which is funny because we were talking about Tyler and electric guitar tones. Dude builds just these beautiful, like, Matt Followill, like, huge, ambient, the edge, guitar soundscapes, whatever. Oh, cool. Like, no, he's like a tone beast. That's like his thing with, like, a... Lap steel too is what I was gonna say. Is he makes an intersection? He just laid down a super simple pad on one of my songs that's on Spotify. Um, oh, cool! I did a cover of Leon Bridges' "River," and he just like puts. People think it's like a keyboard. It's him on lap steel with like sick effects. Whoa! Yeah, he can. I mean, it, I'm not saying that's like the peak of his ability. I'm just saying like that's. But still, that's he's a tone. He's a tasty tone guy. That's unique though. Exactly, and so he knows what's up. But <clears throat> he and I, <laughs> when I was still living in Yuma, talking about like shaking shit off and like being okay, whatever. Yeah dude my mom because she has a wild hair and she has a great sense of adventure and loves fun they tried to make the bird scooter thing happen in yuma before it was ready and so then this guy's held with a handful of bird scooters and he's like i need to off these things quick and sells them for cheap my buy my mom buys two like basically jailbroken bird scooters i was gonna say sort of like unlocked yeah buddy yeah Yeah. and this is mid-pandemic right And so no one's around. There's nowhere really to whip these things other than, oh, maybe it was pre-pandemic because my parents wrote them to the bar to see me play one time. Yeah. <laughs> Get sauced and then just go home. Hilarious. Oh, um, that's safe. 
Well, yeah, they're they, they're they're not like me in that regard. They have self control, but uh, <laughs> no. But it's super I mean, cool. yeah, but I mean, you're 21 <clears throat> playing in a bar, and you can have a free pitcher of beer every set. You're going to be drinking out of the pitcher, like literally. Well, you know what I mean? Maybe you. And will. you think? Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's back it up. Can't deal with my girlfriend yelling at me. I'm just gonna fucking drink three pints of beer in a row. <laughs> Wait, anyway, whatever. You got sauced and rode home, or they did? No, I was driving home. What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 not funny. Not funny. Anyway, um, okay. My buddy Tyler and I, dude, bird scooters. Holy shit! This is a long ass story, and I'm not gonna tell the whole fucking thing because obviously it's been three hours since this podcast started. Um, and I want to—I don't want to keep drawing light to that, but we're just gonna keep it rolling. We're gonna keep it pushing. You're gonna have to learn how to edit. So, um, damn it. <laughs> uh, and I'm sorry if that's annoying. I'm just like you know, keep whatever. Anyway, so um, my buddy, dude, he and I were hanging out in the pool of this house that I was house sitting, dude. Because people are like, oh. You don't have anything good going for you? You're just like an early 20s loser? Watch my house while I'm out of town. <laughs> yep. And I was like, I love dogs. Haven't been allowed to add one. I'll watch your dog, right? So that's there what I did. Uh, so we were house-sitting, house, house sitting, uh, and we were just like sitting in the pool, smoking cigars, drinking, like just crushing, like craft beers, whatever. And it got to the point where I was like, dude, I have these two bird scooters. Let's go ride down like these. There's like the, the trails between the fields, that you can take down to like this like little country like gas station mm-hmm. over there that's on the way out to the dump. And so we're like whipping these things on like dirt roads basically out down to get a little ice cream treat, right? And my friend is like, okay, let's get our little ice cream treat and then let's ride down to my girlfriend's house or whatever and I'll make us some lattes or whatever. It's thriving, nice. right? It's a dream, right? I'm moving to you. Well, he's just, dude, it's lawless out there. It's the Wild West. You can do whatever you want. We could have had assault rifles on us all the whole time. We would have cared. People would have been like, hell yeah. General. People would be like, hell yeah. Yeah, anyway. So no, we start whipping back up to the house, whatever. Uh, I'm pretty sauced. And uh, I don't know what his situation was, but definitely some people are a little more coordinated than others. And I'm not saying it was his fault that this happened. But dude's wearing like his like five inches tall, dude. Wearing these little swim trunks, Ooh. right? Shirt off, oh. beard in the wind, man bun. Is it summer? It's summer, buddy. So it was like, no, school was in session because it's about to play in right here. Okay. So we have to pass the high school to get to his girlfriend's house. He's driving the bird scooter and he has like a little like line and kugel like shandy in his hand as well. <laughs> Gets crossed up on the bird scooter full oh. speed in front of the high school as everyone's getting picked up for high school. Eats shit in front of the high school. <laughs> Boom, cheese grater on the fucking pavement, dude. Blood all over, dude. Oh. Belly's bleeding. He stands up and he's got these rainbow sandals on and it goes like squelches and just blood from his toes. <laughs> dude, he's just sitting there road rash and there's like this comedic like rolling sound. It's like ting 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 and it's a lining kugel like red grapefruit <laughs> shandy in front of the high school and like all these high school girls are standing there and they're like <gasps> and this poor like one little wheel is just still spinning on this like tweaked bird scooter and I'm oh. like I'm looking around and I'm like thinking we could get a DUI on these. It's not funny because it's legal, but I'm like, I mean, especially like, with the beer rolling down the road. Right. I'm like, get, are you a Star Wars guy? Uh, okay, never mind. Under- yes, but I don't know if I'm going to understand episode three? this reference. What? Have you seen episode three? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know when they're leaving in the beginning and Palpatine's like, leave him or we'll never make it. <laughs> <laughs> that was you? I'm like, dude, I'm like looking at the bottle and I'm looking at the bird scooter and I'm like, we got to get out of here. And I was like, get up. <laughs> like grab him. I'm like, let's go. He gets up and halfway out. We get, we get out of the line of fire 
and get to like over by where the college is. All the schools are on like one little stretch because it's a tiny town. It's a pioneer town, whatever. And then he's like, he's like, oh, dude, I'm not good. He had to go to the ER that day. Really? Yeah, dude. He thought he broke his elbow. He thought he shattered his elbow because that was the first thing that went down. He ended up being fine, but I'm just saying. Besides the gnarly road rash and the trail of blood that he had. That was so gnarly. Oh, dude. It was insane, but it was so funny. It was so funny. It's not. I think if he was here, I was he sad that my friend story. was hurt. You know, I don't like that. Did you laugh a little? Um, I don't think I laughed until after with him. Okay. Um, but it was also because it's a small town. Like his girlfriend showed up with like two of her gym buddies. But, like <laughs> weirdly, there's two like men in here, and he's like just sitting there like wounded, just like this sucks. And my girlfriend at the time and my mom pulled up, and I'm like, why are you in the hospital? Like leave. Everyone's so nosy, dude. It's just uh. the nosiest town in the world. And his mom is there just like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was just like, damn, dude. Like, it was so gnarly. It should have been me that fell on that got, scooter. He got through it. He got through it, dude. Anyway. Um, Anyways, he died from his injuries. but Yeah, he succumbed to his injuries. It's his ghost that now <laughs> lays down the tasty tones. Yeah. Wait, I need to back up. Is this the guy that plays? Oh, no, still? they're not the same guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're not the same guy. No. That's funny. He plays he plays slide without a slide. It's actually just the bones coming out of his fingers. Oh God! From the massive injuries. Yeah, we've had. I mean, we've had wild times. We had rig way crazier shit happen than that. It's just you know, it's just wild times. Anyway, maybe we need to save that. Yeah, perhaps. I don't know. I'm rambling, but you asked how um, I got to become an acoustic player around town. No, I I did ask that. That might have been four hours ago, but but I did want to get to what you're now doing if you're having a original career and trying to push it. If you're just like, here's some cool songs that I write. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. As I mean, we already said, I don't really have a lot of self-discipline, so it's like, I've just been a chatterbox. This would have been a good time for you to take Adderall. Oh God. (laughs) That would have been horrible. I just like, my mouth would have just been completely dry. Like just talking. Anyway, whatever. Okay. Um, as far as the original career thing goes, yeah. So, played in bar bands for whatever. Um, realized that that was not really what I wanted uh, during the pandemic. I was like, okay, uh, I need to get the hell out of Dodge and I need to chase this thing um, or not. And it was a huge, crazy time in my life. Uh, I thought I was going to marry this girl and then um, called it quits. I had, as I said, I had like a couple feet of hair, cut all the hair off, like Samson style. Um, and left home and I came here it was going to be here in Asheville and on some uh some someone's advice I came here and became a loan processor whatever um and started writing and uh some things have happened in between now and then but um yeah I have a little bit of music on Spotify now and I'm working on a string of singles up to my first EP release and um I'm not always going to play just acoustic music, but that's what's coming out of me right now. And so I'm just putting down my singer songwriter experience and I just want to be true to myself and basically genuine to what comes naturally. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's something that I have always been very like appreciative of the rawness of, because with the ability for everyone to put in so much production and everything into everything these days, um, I'm saying a lot without saying very much, but. Well, so are you are you producing all your own stuff? Or are you working on this with a producer or? Um, 
my roommate has the means to record and so he's recorded and mixed and done everything to this okay. point um we just we just have the two songs out right now but um i'm writing i mean i'm interested in writing and producing with you know other people um moving forward but just to give you a better idea of what i'm actually doing is it's like i have you know planning to release another song before the end of the year and then moving into next year it's like building up to my ep basically and um i've been working on networking obviously um getting the like working musician thing set up properly with like good people good connections obviously it's been a huge you know opportunity to meet you and people like you and it's like have that in place so that I have the clarity of mind and the presence of mind to you know run into people that can help me in understanding what the proper way to go about this is as -hmm. far as you know like not necessarily branding I don't want to do anything that's contrived but I just mean like you only really get one first impression and so I'm not trying to rush my way through um, this experience of like putting out my art and I just want to be more true to putting out art that I'm really happy with and if it's like a situation where like freaking everyone's like Hozier when's your new album coming out you know what I mean <laughs> yeah yeah and he just like cries on on TikTok literally no but <laughs> <laughs> oh I need no. that that's my must watch list yeah but Anywho. Hozier crying yeah I think he was crying because someone made fun of him for like singing on a house song or something like that like EDM song or something I can't remember I didn't it was too painful for me wait, to wait, watch wait, wait. have you seen the video of Lady Gaga crying after she had to cancel a show because of like lightning uh, no I just saw it on um um Tom Segura's podcast the your mom's house yeah your mom's house yeah. and like she is fully like trying to get a tear out she's like i just i love my little monsters and oh damn it's lightning outside and my heart breaks and it keeps going and going and going and she she musters out one tiny tear at the end damn I'm like, dude how toxic personalities do these people have that they're Ugh. like yes my show canceled for the night and they're like but i need to make it look like i'm sad that's the world we live oh, in oh boy yeah we have a gig cancel and it's like Oh, I get to stay at home another night? Oh, thank God. I'm on the fence about it. I can't lie and say that I don't feel like that sometimes. But it's like, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, it's also our well-being, so, you know. Well, these, uh, well, first of all, I need the money. But I mean, like, get <laughs> canceled? Okay, guess no no coffee for me this week. But no, it's just like, uh, <laughs> it's just like I'll just keep coming. I'll, I'll drive the 45 minutes out here to have you make me a lot <laughs> I'll only charge you three fifty instead of Starbucks oh! seven dollars. Yeah, that's more. That's more economically feasible. Um, yeah, the whole like keeping a genuine persona and like also being that because I don't know what struggles they face is not defending the bourgeoisie, but I'm just saying like realistically, I don't know what struggles they face and what kind of toll on their mental health that is of just being an absolute machine. And you get to a certain level where it's not just you as an artist that is fighting for you as an artist. You are also providing for your entire road crew, all the people. And then there's like evil puppet masters at the label that are like trying to make you do things you don't necessarily want to do. I bet that it's a, it's a dark, dark, Mm -hmm. um, you know, back room of a lot of different people. That's like trying to control you and, Mm -hmm. I, I don't want anything to do with it. Right. And I don't want to act like I know something that anyone else doesn't know because I feel like I actually know nothing when it comes to music business. And I'm trying to align myself with people that have my best interest at heart and, you know, are genuinely just like putting the art first and care about that shit. And it's been a long road of meeting people that are like that and meeting people that have all of the business side down pat, but they don't play that good. Mm-hmm. And then meeting people that play really good and are just lazy pieces of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
honestly. And I'm somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? And it's like trying to find people that align with your wavelength, that love music for loving music. Because so, how many times have people been like, oh, we should do this or we should do that? And then when you practice, they don't even want to run through one song top to bottom. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're like, do you love music or do you love being seen? You know what I mean? And it's like, it's yeah. just frustrating to me. Anyway, I'm getting I all think, emo for no reason. No, but I mean, you're you're right. Like, I think there's a level of once you start making money playing everybody else's tunes, which oh is a wild world that we live in. So it's like we go play three hours, four hours, whatever it is of literally other people's songs for the most part uh yeah i mean unless you have three hours of original music great that's great <laughs> good for you if i did i wouldn't be here i'm it, just kidding it, right <laughs> but like i think that's my um that's my biggest issue with playing music for a living and especially doing what i do with booking a lot of it mm-hmm. is that you know obviously i have to answer to the clients that i work with and and that's fine, but music's always bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. And, oh, we need to cut budget? What's going first? Yeah. Music. Straight up. And what's sad about that is there are so many reasons you should be having live music at an establishment that can actually benefit your sales. Hmm. Like, by no means do I think you should be spending $2,500 a day and be expecting to make $10,000 from that. But like spending three or four hundred dollars on an acoustic artist can really make people stay and and just you you hope that they're loving it for the music so the hardest part of my job is it like honestly what i cringe every time that i have to do is hardest part of your job i had to text you while you were on stage a couple weeks ago to be like hey the manager's asking you to pick it up you know that was a wild day for me dude that was i was i totally got it it was fine but like yeah i know how talented you are oh thanks man like if i was sitting on that patio because i love music for music yeah unless you're playing brad paisley's whiskey lullaby for every song in a set yeah that's gonna Another be like allison Krauss song yeah. <laughs> or yeah i don't yeah. know who it was it was both of theirs Not, yeah. but like yes read the room Obviously, every time that's too that's too depressing. You know, that but was a, that was a duo gig. Was that? Yeah, that was that duo gig. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But like, I I mm-hmm. don't mind talking about it just because I I wish people could just enjoy music for what it is. It, I mean, with somebody that's truly talented performing. No, if somebody sounds like shit and they're mm-hmm. really boring, then yeah, we have an issue. Mm-hmm. But if you're just super talented and you're playing at least recognizable tunes no matter what tempo they are why can't it be enjoyed wow um you've been to different places in the world i assume uh and seen live music in those places and does it ever make you feel a really weird way when people are just enjoying it even if they don't know the song people are enjoying it they're dancing to it and they're vibing to this is like why is this such a rare fucking thing like i hate to be a dick but i mean we played this fucking uh johnny cash willie nelson tribute band show up in big bear one time Mm -hmm. and i was on drums and like the guys like had the makeup and all that shit and blah 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 (laughs) um this was this was a wild time dude this was like some of the funnest times i had yeah you know so far obviously i'm like at my peak of right now of like doing cool shit but like living in yuma this was like the top because we're like doing away gigs and shit right um it was just me and my two friends, little 
power trio just rocking out. It was just so fun, dude. But um, and is this strictly Willie Nelson? No, we were hired guns. So oh. I sang for an old Elvis impersonators. He had a restaurant. He had a Cajun restaurant. Well, okay, we'll move on. Um, that sounds interesting. No, dude, <laughs> I actually met Richie Cotson's wife this night. So we went. To, Richie Cotson, he played guitar for Poison. He has a most people know him by his sick ass signature telly he has, which is like a burst telly with gold hardware. But um, anywho, we went to a bar in Big Bear after we finished playing. It's Lake Arrowhead technically, but um, and we walked into this bar and there's this band playing from L.A. And they were just sick, just like just it. sick. And yeah. I mean, cover bands are cover bands, dude. You know what I mean? It's like you've heard everyone play Neon Moon, and it's not gonna make you sad. You listen to the recording once or twice, and you're weeping. You know what I mean? And it's yep. like sad. Um, you've heard people try and sing ACDC. Stop it. You've heard people <laughs> sing Man in the Box. You know what I mean? Yep. Why you doing that? Okay. No offense to anyone that seems man in the box. I'm sure some of you might do it okay, and I'm not trying to be a pretentious <laughs> asshole. I'm just saying, like, just know your strengths. I'm anyway, gonna send an email actually out and be like, does anybody play man in the box? Well, it's just like know your strengths. You know what I mean? And also, you have an obligation as a cover artist to not just be self indulgent and be fucking circle jerking up there singing songs that you like. You know what right. I mean? Like, you have to play. No. <laughs> anyway, okay. Band was sick, just sick, dude. And I mean, like, the chick was just playing like. She was playing like a Mustang bass into like a, like a little combo, and she had like a little sans amp on the ground. Guitar player was this Brazilian dude. Ch lead singer chick was also Brazilian, and he was just ripping this gnarly Les Paul with like old ass. He had like a gig like a. Gig I'm having Whoa. a stroke. I'm having a stroke. Rap. I short circuited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zero, zero, it's gonna be like Austin one, Powers. Zero, zero, I'm gonna zero, just zero. like start shooting out of my chest. You know. <laughs> anyway, no. Um. Uh. Giga delay. He had a yeah. giga delay on the ground, just like weird antics. It's a hard word to say. Giga delay. Giga delay. Yeah, and into like a stack with like an amp soak or like a Palmer or something on top. And then the drummer's just like this random old dude, um, playing a like bottom tribute kit, like this Zep Centennial kit, whatever. Yeah. Starts doing a drum solo with his hands, like drops his sticks and starts drum soloing with his hands, and I'm like, oh. 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 They did Zombie by Cranberries, killed it, and then they're just like randomly like, okay, and then we'll do another one, you know, whatever, and they did uh, freaking, like, Since I've Been Loving You or something, and I'm just like, whoa, yeah. and then they just like pony up straight into Killing in the Name of, and I was just like, oh, and they were murdering the ultimate it. cover band. They were murdering it, and I like walked up and talked to them, and I was just like, I don't know how to tell you guys this, like, I'm not trying to fangirl, but you guys are the shit. Everyone, they're playing note for note Guns N' Roses shit, just yeah. killing it. You know what I mean? Oh, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Gnarly, welcome to the jungle. Not, not just and the girls going, and instead of the siren, the girl's vocalizing that. And I was just like, oh, shit. Like, they went hard, dude. And you're anyway, like, why are you guys not I'm like, so you guys known. are insane. Find out that the bass player is married to Richie Cotson, old guitar player from Poison, whatever. Ah. I hated... At that time in my life, being in a cover band, I thought it was lame. I still, that's still not my destiny, but I'm just saying, at least not what I want it to be. But I will always enjoy playing music for the love of playing music. And if you can't get with that, then you should probably just do something else. Yep. You know what I mean? Honestly, that's just facts. But these people were just vibing, having a great time. You know Skyler's brother in, uh, in uh, Breaking Bad? Like the guy that's the DEA agent in Breaking Bad? Yeah. This band played his birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Weird, right? Anyway, because I looked so at all on social media and went, just, what? They were called Phoenix Rising. Yeah. I just finished Breaking Bad like two yeah. weeks ago. That's funny. But, so, RIP. Oh, I mean, um, spoiler alert. There's just all these like, like whatever, 21 through 25 year old chicks in like bell bottoms and shit that are like dancing to like GNR. And in my hometown, 
no one's on the dance floor unless it's fucking cumbias or if it's like literally you know like they're like you know ponde bad bunny or whatever or it's like you know what i mean or like this is not this is not how it sounds right now <laughs> i know it's bad <laughs> no but i'm just what like and then borders people you live are, on? okay no but the, okay no anyway. bad bunny mm-hmm. thing has gone to lengths that it shouldn't yeah uh anyway but no like, <laughs> no but people people in my town and then country you know so whatever so you go up there and for instance one of my calling card like bullshit silly songs that we would do that would like get drunk people going nuts is um i believe in a thing called love oh yeah yeah so i would sing that and like um i just ah dude my original key flow was what do i look like to you (laughs) original key okay anyway you're right two steps up we did do some songs like up which was stupid but whatever anyway um no um actually i think it's e flat and we did an e i could be wrong but we did it whatever oh, whatever on. it was in but um no yeah but when it's once it's in head voice up there you're basically just doing silly you know what i mean it's not like it doesn't sound great but people but lose it when you just like have all the hair magic and then you're hitting that like huge like bruce dickinson just like <laughs> way up there you know what i mean and, i know exactly uh, what you mean yeah because that's so. how i sing yeah, and so no, it was just like people would get fired up, but that was like one song of all night that people really cared. You know what I mean? And then it's like here I'm at this show, and people are vibing to whatever these people are playing, and it gave me a lot of perspective on like not to be a dick because I still can get poor responses from people constantly, just really poor responses from mm-hmm. people who are just not vibing. They're just not digging it. You don't get a clap the entire time. You know what I mean? I played two hours, don't get a clap one time. You know what I mean? And it's that, like... It has nothing to do with who's playing, though, typically. But I'm saying, like, these people are getting this adoration because they're killing it. Yeah. And so you have to be honest with yourself and go, when I'm getting sad that people aren't liking what I'm doing, am I being honest with myself and saying that I'm pushing myself to the limits of my abilities to entertain these people? Because you're an entertainer. They're not here for you. You know what I'm saying? At some point... But that's where I wanted to right. change. And that's where I think it can change. Is We can only change the things that are in the realm of our control, which is ourselves. We can't change the audience. I'm not educating you. Clearly, you're the professional who hires me. I'm just saying, like, dude, straight up. Like, I want people to love music for what it is, too. I'm not trying to cut you off. What were you going to say? No, I, it's, it's frustrating to me because so many of these places that I even work with, they offer entertainment for a reason. Yeah. And I and I'm trying to make people realize that this is a classic spend you have to spend money to make money sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But that's where I have tried even though it's maybe not a title and said except inside my own head is I I've, I've tried to become a live music/entertainment slash consultant mm. to come in and be like trust me, mm-hmm. I know better than you. Mm. on the music side of things mm. like let me do what i do best right and i can't say that i necessarily strongly disagree with anybody at this time but there have been certain moments with certain clients wanting to take away something or add something and i'm like yeah. if it's a lack of money i get it but if it's just like this doesn't seem to be working it's like why'd you hire me no not even that it's it's like well let me Put in here what I think is going to be best mm. or yeah. stop overthinking things. Uh. So like, for instance, 
I started DJing a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I started DJing was to learn more about it because I book so many now. Because I had people throwing these terms at me that are all DJ terms. And I was like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> and so once I started DJing, I actually really fell in love with it. And I was like, okay, this is way harder than what I thought it was and the stereotypical response to press the play button. If you're a good DJ, <clears throat> there are plenty of DJs that press the play button. Trust me, I see it all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think any that I work with, hopefully not, but I am so in my own head when I'm DJing, I am, I am almost never in my own head playing a drumming gig, but DJing, I have a lot more time to look around. Mm. And when I think that I'm like too repetitive with something or I'm not playing the right vibe, but then I see people looking around and they're lightly bobbing their head or they're singing the words to a remix song it's a subconscious thing mm-hmm. and music uh, live music in a loud establishment is so much more of a subconscious enjoyment than people realize hmm. i'm not saying that you have to have music to make more sales um, and I'm not saying that you should um, that you shouldn't have music because it's too expensive, whatever it may be. But but there is something that happens when you're in a, a restaurant eating, and there's a good playlist going. Yeah. Um, which I mean, restaurants hire playlist curators now. It's a thing. Which I'm like, really, guys? I can type in mm. any keyword on Spotify and find it. Mm. I just put some curator out of a job. <laughs> Rip. But but that's where the live music and everything comes in. And, and that's where having them in a good location so people can actually see them. So it's not just like, oh, my God, I hear music. Where is it coming from? Mm-hmm. It's like it's important to see the person doing it. And it's important to be interactive. And yeah, it's, it's such a major part of our lives. And, and that's why I think I have a tagline on my website that I came up with a while ago. And it's like, why do tens of millions of people pay, you know, their hard earned money to go see live music, you know, concerts every year it's because it brings joy. It's bec- like, why is that any different right. bringing it to somewhere local? Yeah. So I don't know a lot about you, obviously, even after this conversation, I'm just saying, <laughs> uh, I did hear you on uh, Brian Chartrand's podcast. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, I think that's right. Uh, And you had mentioned that your wife's an interior designer. Mm -hmm. Have you guys ever likened the two? Basically taste making for like the music for an event and, uh, you know, interior design. Because I feel like a lot of them have like the same psychology as far as establishing a vibe for a space. And I, that's the only thing I can think of when you're talking about not necessarily butting heads with any of your clients. Because that's your own personal struggle and I don't want to hear about it. But I'm just like, no. you, trust me, you <laughs> don't want to hear about it. That, that's your fight. That's your cross to bear, brother. <laughs> no. Oh, no. man, I got emails to reply to. Hey, yeah. And, but, oh. No, but it's just like... um. When people start to want to impart some other vision on you, when you were brought in as a tastemaker, basically, is the thing that I'm saying. But they don't. Like, but they don't bring me in as a tastemaker. Mm. I maybe wish that's they more were. so what you're what you're thinking about. Because I mean, from what I've understood, you've kind of just been like not retooling groove, but it's just like I don't know if you've changed your ethos, you know, and just the way that you've been doing things lately. But it's just like 
you know, certain people working at certain spots or maybe like less acts or something like that. But I feel like I'm like a starting established different vibes with different places that I play at based on the other yeah. people I see playing there. And that to me seems, if not curated, at least somewhat intentional. You know what I mean? It's um, not just, you're not just throwing all the paint at the wall. I, I don't think I've ever just thrown paint at the wall. Mm-hmm. I am starting to get a little bit more intentional about um, where I book who. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I've i had several places in the past that are like, we love these three bands that you have provided. Mm-hmm. Can you just keep booking them? Oh, interesting. Half of me gets it. Mm-hmm. Because if they are liked, then right. you could grow a following to that artist. Cool. But mm-hmm. the other half of me is like, okay, well, if I've provided three of your favorite artists that people are already coming back for. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not keep trying to bring in more? Yeah. And that's where the variety conversation comes in that for a while, I think I was actually booking too much variety at certain spots. Okay. But I'll tell you what, man, like I understand that um, it's probably no secret at this point that I book for all the culinary dropouts in Arizona and Denver. Um, and I've been doing that for a long time. The reason I bring that up is because like, I still love going to culinary for dinner. I love their food. My wife and I eat there a few times a month, whether it's takeout or we go and sit down there. Right. Um, so they obviously have repeat customers. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you think that having repeat customers, they don't want to see the same person all the time. I hate to say this also, but it's not like acts are changing their set list every two weeks. No. You know, someone's going to be like, oh, yep. Mm-hmm. There's that song again. And I feel bad being that guy, but it's like having a, I, I like the idea of having a residency somewhere because not a re- is residency the right word? I think of it. I think of Elvis every time I think residency. So maybe that's not the right well, word. Well, yeah. Like where you're, if you're playing uh, somewhere like every Friday. That pushes you. Yes. Because you're like, it oh, should I can't wait. It, sh- it should push you. People it doesn't. Yeah. People, yeah, well, I'm sure I play some places and people are like, oh, yep. And there, here's the part where he's going to start yelling in the middle of Viva La Vida. <laughs> you know what I mean? People are like, okay, he's doing with or without you. Now he's going to yell at us at the end. You know what I mean? <laughs> but let's stay on the residency conversation yeah. because yeah. Um, I used to play at Desert Ridge Marriott a lot. I worked there. You worked? I valet there. Currently? Yes. Oh, well, I need the to JW. ask you who the current GM is because... <laughs> <laughs> uh, off funny. microphone yeah we'll, we'll chat later yeah. um uh-huh. but yeah, so you, you used know, to you play know, at the gw like all the time that That's outside cool. lounge deal by the fountains following i believe you we're talking about yeah Marriott i'm, doesn't I'm literally just on the drive all the time oh that, yeah that's right yeah. um mm-hmm. But there's a restaurant down there that mm-hmm. is kind of separate called Roy's. Yeah, man. Okay, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know they had live music down there. Well, so, I mean, I haven't played there in a lot of years, but yeah. they had the same two guys. Oh, shit. Um, one of who I actually work with in, in book now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, every, like, one guy was every Friday. The other guy was every Saturday. Um, one guy I can speak for. His name's Alan. Um, dude was playing like Rush as a solo artist with like acoustic and singing it and like crushing it. Mm-hmm. So I can't speak for him. 
because he was crushing it. The other guy was also crushing it, but the problem was mm-hmm. every single time I got there to set up an hour beforehand, I knew the songs in order. Oh, shit, dude, yeah. Bro. You're crushing it, but, like, if you have a following, it's like, here comes the part where he's going to play Hallelujah. That is so annoying. And I played in a I played My in a stomach's trio. turning right now. Shit. Dude. I played I played in a in a band at a resort every Friday for like a whole summer or way longer. Right. And we had the same song list. Like yeah. song for song in yeah, order yeah. forever. Right. And the bartenders were like, When are you gonna fucking change the song? Yeah, ouchies. Yep. And so part of me feels like I'm also booking for the staff. The staff is the people that's there most often. And I understand I'm not booking for the staff. I, I get that. But like I hear you. When I come in for a meeting with a GM or whatever, mm-hmm. I'll go to the host stand and be like, Oh, I'm here for whatever. Oh, what's this regarding? Oh, I booked your guys' live music. I kid you not every time. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> right. They'll be like, This guy played last week, this girl played two months ago. Yeah. The worst I've ever heard. I'm like, yeah. I guarantee it's not the worst you've ever heard. Well, maybe they've been booked here too much. I'm like, well, which one is it? Oh, shit. Because I know how they sound, and they're (laughs) amazing, right? Or it's like, this guy comes in, and he plays uh, the perfect set. You can't please everybody. No, you can't. Music is such a opinion-based subject. Yeah. It's like like when you would write um, an ink, like a... um, like you'd have a multiple choice answer test and then you have the written and then you have the written yeah it's up to the discretion of the person grading it yep so like n- no joke i have had um I, i'll i'll use a very specific example uh montauk um the montauk started keeping a sheet with the schedule that i have and they'll write next to it any notes that they may have which no, 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 no. You made a bad face. I actually appreciate this. No, I was just shocked. I'm making a shocked face. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I love this. Well, Be- and most of the time, no one pays fucking attention to you, you anywhere don't you go. That's why I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're being surveilled. But yeah. staff is. It's not like they're putting this on the front door and it's like guests are like, this is great. No, but I mean, you can play somewhere for fucking an hour and a half and then you go, yeah. okay, and then I'm going to hop down and you're playing your shit and you're like, oh, I haven't been through the house this whole fucking time. Oh, what was dude. the person on the iPad doing? You know what I mean? You are you the person go, on the oh, iPad. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get out of here. Anyway. I'm, I'm not Okay, totally so they would, they, would, they would leave. Yeah. They would leave notes. So there was a gentleman that I booked, I won't mention his name, that like... Earlier in that month, mm-hmm. he was on the schedule, and it was like, and it said something like "just okay." Oh. L- later in the month, his Damn. name pops up again, and it's like amazing. Oh. And I asked the my contact there. I was like, "This must have been two different people that wrote this." And she's like, "Yeah, it's just a variation in opinion." And I go, "The whole fucking music right, is. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? Straight up. Every mm-hmm. single time I get somebody that's like, "This yeah. is not our vibe tonight." I'm like, right. Let me know what your opinion is when the other GM that's working is Damn. in two weeks on that night. Because it's going to be like, this is the best music we've ever had. And it depends on their mood, the artist's mood, the crowd's mood, the vibe. You know what I mean? Because if you put me 100%. in a bar, straight up, this is really inside baseball at this point. I'm not trying to start a whole other fucking topic, ball of wax, whatever. I told you I don't know a lot about modern music. Mm-hmm. So you put me in a room with a bunch of girls my age. Ah. Uh, 
I, I I'm going to have like, I hope you, I hope you like this throwback. And I have like a Harry Styles song and a couple John Mayer songs like straight up. And that I'm Harry like, Styles and I'm like, well, if you great. like country and you're my age, cool. Here's Morgan Wallen, Luke Combs, whatever the fuck, not my favorite shit, but I mean, it gets, it gets them going, gets the people going, gets the people going my hump. Anyway, um, you put me in a room full of cougars, dude. Oh, sorry. Oh wait, are you Curtis Game over. Cougarman? <laughs> the Coug. When I played football, they were like the Coug, Cougar, Cougmeister. It wasn't because of your last name. No, I was a tackling dummy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I got my shit rocked. I was like five six, like one fifty, just getting rocked <laughs> everywhere. Special teams, they're like put him on kickoff, tackling dummy, just cracking skulls. It was horrible. <laughs> It was pathetic, and I was like, people are just like, wasn't he? Didn't he used to be good at music? What the fuck's he doing? Yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> he can't. Anyway. He can't move his arm anymore. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is freshman that? year of football? CTE. Yeah. Fr- <laughs> yeah. Freshman year. That's why I glitched earlier. <laughs> <laughs> freshman year of football, they ha- we had like a hundred something kids on the team and not enough jersey numbers, so people had to have the same numbers. The s- like guaranteed starting play the whole game. Biggest like six foot one, two hundred something pound kid had the same number as me. So they're like, "Oh, we can't play you because we can't have the same number on the field at the same time." <laughs> Both play line, Thanks. and he's like a Greek god, and I'm like this runt. And you're not, yeah, exactly. And god. I'm not, yeah, still not. You got to play to your strengths. I was just delusional. I was like, I can do anything I set my mind to. <laughs> no, you can't, dude. No, you can't. Uh, remember anyway. we were talking about natural born gifts yes exactly anyway well neither of us are in the NFL so whatever uh, <laughs> no just kidding love that guy to death coolest motherfucker around but <laughs> as I was gonna say I was gonna say no one wanted that in my town anyway I don't think anyone wanted to play pro ball people were being realists but um uh, no so uh why did I even bring any of that up we were just talking about taste making Montauk you're a, you love cougars, cougars dude cougars holy shit you. sometimes i get on a roll and yeah. i'm just like everything feels good and i'm like so which places you have can... you been playing that you you notice that buddy anywhere you play in scottsdale oh dude. you could you could end up ankle deep in it like it's gonna be you know what i mean and it's just like i'm just saying there's like i'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful towards oh, anybody no, no, I know. i'm just saying it's like everyone's having fun everyone's playing the room you know what i mean and i with all regard and respect to everyone involved i'm just saying like sometimes you end up in a room full of people that are like the music that i enjoy playing is the music from their youth mm-hmm. you know what i mean or the music that i'm playing is music that they were vibing with when everything was cool in their life you know what i mean when they had a good attitude towards everything, you know, because I mean, sometimes I'll play, you know, I'll play uh, everybody wants to rule the world. But that's in one room. Everyone goes. So it had a moment on TikTok. It's like yeah. dreams. Fleetwood Mac. You play mm-hmm. that. It has it had a moment on TikTok. So you'll get young people. that are like, hell yeah. Yeah. Now, mind you, when I lived in Yuma, buddy, I played the whole Eagles catalog backwards and forwards. And that's all anyone ever that was wanted a big to hear. Hit in Yuma. Eagles. Yeah. Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. B and D. B and D kicks and done honky tonk heaven double shotgun dude come on <laughs> um just ripping Vince Gill like playing whatever oh, wow. well I mean that's what people want to hear yeah if, if you played Vince Gill in, at like the Montauk it'd be like right yeah. over their heads hmm. yeah. dead but so again uh sometimes management can only really read what's happening in the room i guess is what i'm saying and you need to be a chameleon a little bit as a performer and like gauge what people are into so i don't make sets i have like a couple hundred songs and i show up and i go okay uh profiling profiling and then i just like boom 
make my thing and I try and read the room and do it right. Now there's a couple for me in there every time because I have to keep myself going. Yes. I don't run on nothing. Okay, so what are those songs that keep you going? Oh, buddy. Uh, songs where I can just get in a flow state and just enjoy playing and like not have to think about whether or not people are like it. And a lot of the times actually the opposite is true. That's when people like what you're doing. But then sometimes there's ones that are not. So some that are like self-indulgent a little bit are every now and again, you'll get one person who loves it. I love uh, Turnpike Troubadours. And so there's this song seven and seven that I play. Hmm, okay. Um, I'll play that. It's very similar to uh, Tim McGraw's Just to See You Smile in playing, but I can oh, like I do some like kind of gnarly open like licks in it and shit and mm-hmm. whatever. But it's just like a like a newer country, but like Americana revivalist country type thing. Every now and again, someone will go Turnpike, and it'll always be some dude in like really? a lineman, like a, like an electric like high lineman shirt or something like that. You know what I mean? Or like we are <laughs> just came from the farm. I'm a welder. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> But no, just like, or it'll just be like some kid like me and someone will just walk up and like someone's wearing some red wings or some shit or something like that. And they'll be like, hell yes. Like that's, dope. they never have gauges and tattoos. No. Every, yeah. No. Okay. No. But if I play bad fish or something like that and then they go, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm is, like sick. Is that a dollar bill paper airplane that just <laughs> yeah. flew across Whoa, the road? <laughs> that's crazy. No, I mean like they make the siren sounds with their mouth, like literally from oh, the song. God. You know what I mean? Oh, and I'm God. like, hell yeah. Well. You know. Don't let me book you at that place anymore. Oh, okay. No. Anyway, um, I guess the entire basis of what we're saying here is if they're writing notes about people, it is entirely... Now I'm trying to give credit where credit's due also to the manager that they have a good head on their shoulders, but it's like they're reading the vibe of the room and it is also on the entertainer because I've seen some amazing entertainers that are playing music I didn't even know they could play because yeah. that's what people are eating up. And I'm just like, you're the shit. You're the perfect fit for this. But realistically, almost no one that you know that plays music is a really well-tooled like machine for this job that we're hiring people for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that is a whole different bag. Like to just be a great entertainer, be able to talk to people, read the room, play any song off the top of the dome. People ask for requests, someone to have a good attitude about it and play the request, even if they don't know it all the way through. You know what I mean? You go to Broadway in Nashville. Dude half the time you got people that just got a fucking chip on their shoulder because they're not on big machine. And then, you know, another second you got people there that are just literally clowns having a frigging blast. You're going to kid rocks and some dudes playing a fucking guitar, just ripping. And you're like, this guy looks like an, like he looks like a tool. You know what I mean? He looks like fat Kevin Jonas from like 2009 or something. (laughs) He's got like an open vest or something. You know what I mean? Or like Rob Schneider from The Animal or something. Oh. And he's just like ripping. And you're just like. On a guitar? And there's all these. Yes, dude. Oh. Yeah. And it says Cadillac pussy on the wall. And there's like. Oh. Fucking, and there's this dude. Well, welcome to Kid Rock's bar. Yeah, exactly, dude. And then there's just a sea of young, sweet girls who are eating this shit up. And I'm like, this guy's a god for this for these two hours. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh my Oh my God, are those keys on his guitar? Yes, and I'm just like, it's all about yeah, fun. Baby. At the end of the day, it's all about fun. There's no pretension. There's no nothing like that, you know what I mean? But at the same time, there's a difference between people that are entertainers and people that are artists. Ugh. You know, we I had this conversation with my girlfriend the other day because of the Elvis movie, like everyone is just absolutely losing it over this Elvis movie and obviously how hot Austin Butler is. I but it's just it like, still, is it good? Uh, it's really long. I know you're a busy guy. Um, but it was like, (laughs) yeah, nope. Yeah. Clearly I've drained enough of your time today. It's just like watching it though. It's such a visual spectacle. And if you like Elvis, like any part of Elvis, when I was in high school, I really loved rockabilly Elvis and I had like a Gretsch and like milk cow blues boogie and let's play house. And you know, 
Um, but uh, if you like any part of Elvis, it's cool. Accurate to history? No. Mm. Um, I wouldn't even know. More of a fantastic. Well, I worked for an Elvis impersonator for a little bit, so there's like a couple. So times you would where, know. Well, a little bit. I worked for a Garth impersonator. Not a ton. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever play in Yuma? They they have. I have not. Yeah, I think I know the people that played with them. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like a uh country roads RV resort or something? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the at the boys and girls club. No. <laughs> no. I'm not kidding. Yeah, there was a um it's a it is a good movie. I would I'm think there's so much surrounding it that people probably don't want to give it credit where credit's due, but it was a it was a cool movie to watch. It was super entertaining. Um hopefully not as sad as Stars Are Born. Oh boy. <sighs> yeah, no, certainly not. That one hurt. So what's the last scene of the movie? Well, <laughs> oh God. we're going to have him say goodbye to his dog and then close the garage and hang himself. Oh, Lord. Or shoot himself. I don't know. He's uh, from Arizona. Who? The guy in the movie. <laughs> 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 they made it like he's alert. from Arizona and then he's like driving through Joshua Tree and he's like, this is home. And anyone from Arizona is like, fuck off. Dude. Oh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, he's not literally. He was, I think he was loosely based on Chris Christopherson. So and Chris like, Christopherson's from Arizona. No, I was going to say I think he's uh, he's loosely based on like a mix between like Chris Christopherson and Dirks Bentley because Dirks is from here. <laughs> and then um, dude, also, dude, he looks just like Dirks Bentley. Little, like, dude, modern. he has that sick like just little like oh oh my god oh what's his name? Uh, like Dave Cobb hair, <laughs> where it's just behind your ears a little bit, it and does. you're just like you're like I am a businessman, but oh. also I need it, dude. But I also am a raging alcoholic. And let's go do hair. I don't know if he is, but he's like also my prized possession is this little six inch speaker tweed amp. I would sell my left nut for this tweed amp, <laughs> something like that. Ridiculous. That's this is so a fifties tweed amp. It's on everyone's album. Yeah, you know that Florida Jordan line that just came out, all analog. This tweed amp right here. <laughs> anyway. There are no more. Yeah, rip. <clears throat> yeah. Actually not. Good riddance. Oh, Sorry. Whichever way you shake it. Actually, now we get to hear their mm-hmm. separate solo album. So. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Wow. Everything's looking up for us. You man. think they were good or bad together separately? Hey. If it's meant to be, it'll be. <laughs> Baby, just let it be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally ending the podcast Won't you with ride that? with me? <laughs> Curtis, play a song for me. Okay. Oh my All god. Right, let's do that. This is like Howie Stern style. Um yeah, that's exactly what I'm I'm just gonna play one of these crazy ones you got, dude. Um Don't make me leave after this. I got more to say, believe it or not. I won't make you leave. I think that's in um half step down. I think the one on the wall is not half step down. That's got a capot on it. This okay. It's probably definitely not in tune. Um, is this one, is this one that's out? Yeah. On Spotify? Yeah. You want to tune it? Do you have one? It's on my phone. Zach, yours we're going to get. Tune, tune, tune. Wait, where are you going? It was in E flat. Oh, well maybe that one's, no, that one's in standard. Damn it. Yeah, this one's in standard. Hold. Hold, holding. Holding. 
Okay, here's your tuner. Okay, so the song that you're playing is out on Spotify. Yes. When was it written? Uh, it was, oh boy, long time ago. It was actually written like, uh, not long. It was probably winter 21. Okay. Or winter 20. Not long ago. And, uh, the name of the song? Reach. You already heard this? I don't think so. Uh, I think I listened to it when it first came out, but I don't know. Close enough. All okay. Right. So I'm actually not going to have you sing into your mic. I'm just going to use this. Okay. This sounds interesting. A little Spanish running okay. of the bulls. All right. Sound like strangers and talk like friends. Julie. 
your crown, but what's one more? Reach for the sky with your feet off the floor. How far will you go? And only you can say when they sound like strangers and talk like friends. Jewel in your crown, go lock the door. Reach for the sky with your feet off the floor. Things I would do, sexually and non-sexually, if I had your voice. Stop it. And I really mean that. Oh, man. So, I mean, that was cool and all, but do you know Wagon Wheel by chance? Dude, wow. Um, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Dude, for real. Oh, my God. Thank you, man. That's so nice. Honestly, I mean that. That means, I, I think that's probably my favorite compliment. Dude, you have, like... You were you had your eyes closed mm-hmm. in a very sexual way, way may I add, right. but mm-hmm. you did this like That's hammer on pull off thing. It's like, oh. yeah. dude, no one has ever pointed that Bro. out. That's like one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Bro. And it didn't really come across that good in the <sighs> studio recording, which is a little sad, but whatever. This is your new studio recording. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Let's go. Pardon um, me. I'll be releasing this on Spotify. <laughs> Yeah. Under, under don't, call, don't call don't text yeah. Yeah. do not reach out to me uh, yeah. by by tanner the song's called reach <laughs> uh-huh. that's me yeah. unreal wow it's such a good song so so is is um is, is the rest of your stuff similar to that is it a very wide range of different stuff oh man so yeah i only really have like five songs in the bag right now to be honest mm-hmm. um you can hear uh, some of my hard rock writing because I, I did do some hard rock stuff like right before the pandemic uh, with this band called THP. There's like a bunch of bands that are hard to find because they're all called THP. But um, <laughs> I played drums and sang in that and we have some kind of like alternative rock shit that we do. And I'm eventually going to go more in that direction. But lately, just the things that have been happening in the world and my life and my relationships and stuff have been lending themselves to more intimate songs like that. Mm-hmm. Um I could, I, I mean, I could go on about what that song means to me, but I mean, people can find their own meaning in it um, and let it be that for them. Um, obviously, it has themes of just like, you know, a clearly desire, but also like, m- you know, moral quandary and like when given absolute freedom, like where you stand, you know what I mean? Because that's something I didn't, I ne- like never had until I came here, you know? Um, but anyway, uh most of my songs though are right now kind of finger picky i have a couple like country songs that i wrote as exercises um that i like well i mean that that should be considered a country song but it's not country in what it is today you know considered right so yeah um mostly just singer songwriter stuff right now which i feel like is right now is the standing curtis adair brand that will be bridged um more so into like fuller band stuff um for instance earlier i talked about hosier i have like a really broad um frame of I don't want to copy anyone. I'm just going to do what's genuine to me and it'll come out, you know, but it's like, 
my favorite influences that I would like to sound like realistically because this is something I'm always curious about but no one will spit out because they're afraid of getting judged for it mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I'm like let's just be fucking real you know what I mean Jeff Buckley uh, Hozier for sure um, but I also love bands like the 1975 and Laney and Kings Leon and U2 and uh, Band of Skulls not a lot of people know about Band of Skulls I love them but they're like more hard rock stuff um and, you know, just there's a lot of singer-songwriter and Americana stuff that I really admire that I would like to emulate um, or at least have the same people that like that like what I do. You know what I mean? That not, not that I do it for other people's approval, but you know what I'm saying? Um, but my realm of influence is definitely um, pretty wide, and I hope that I'm able to impart, which is the whole reason for me creating art, is able to impart my experience and interpretation of this life that we live, basically, not to get too dramatic. Um, into sounds that resonate with me on an unspoken frequency and try and make things that make me feel a certain way make people feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. completely nonverbal. That's what I'm trying to impart. And the words that I'm saying in that song, the way that I'm saying those and the notes that are being played behind it, I feel like I got lucky kind of the way that it was written to where every time I hear it, it makes me takes me back to the place where I wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, and recording it, I kept fucking it up over and over. And then I put myself back in that pit place, which was kind of a pit, which was not good, but I put myself back in that place and we put it on wax and now you can hear that on Spotify. So, um, got lucky with that. I don't think there's any shame in, I was just talking about this last week. Um, but, but there's no shame in like listening to your own stuff back as enjoyment because, like, shouldn't mm. you really, really love what you wrote and recorded? Like, dude, I have, straight up. I have demos that I don't want to watch play. my TikToks, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I have demos that just phone voice notes that I'll play yeah. in my car as I'm driving. Yeah. And I go, damn, that was good. Like, where did that come from? Why can't you enjoy something you wrote? Like, damn, dude. And and at the same time, like, it's not a bad thing to hear influences of yours in your playing. Straight up. Like when you played that, I hear a, a you know, the new Harry Styles record. Oh, um, cool. You know, something like that. But I think yeah. what's also really cool is there's no shame in having a, a bunch of different genres and, and vibes and uh, on one album. Mm. Like, you know, w- let's stick with the Harry Styles theme. You know, you have stuff like Boyfriends, which, which is this huh. like su- super nice finger picky. Yeah harmony filled song and then yeah. there's um i don't know the name of the song we're talking about harry's house yeah yeah and then off his first record um sweet creature well i mean that's kind of the same vein as that but uh what's that song um kind of into it kind of into it oh she's a lady <clears throat> it's like kind of that like throwback rolling stones hard rock brit rock sort of feel and it's like why can't why can't that be in a fruit or something dude yeah it's like why can't that be in the kiwi. same album what is it i think it's kiwi dude no yeah, no, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. it's kiwi it is kiwi but it's it's nice to hear different different influences um in genres too like i mean if you go to my spotify and and uh shuffle everything yeah you will literally go from mashuga yeah to the civil wars oh, to God, yes. to cody johnson kojo like 
literally one of the greatest voices of our time, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Straight up. I don't care if you don't like country. Dude. I'm I'm passionate about this, dude. His voice is insane. Yes. And not a lot of people are out there busting their teeth on the bar circuit anymore, and this guy earned it. I love that. He earned it. I love it. that. Yeah. And that's like that. that's like your classic Texas country um, tour that turned into like he's very large. He's huge now. Yeah, he is. Um, so I, mm-hmm. I I would I tend to write not publicly, but there's a lot of voice notes on my phone. But I I tend to write stuff like that like what you just mm. played but what i listen to the most is like like yeah. crazy heavy music yeah and i could probably write that uh-huh. but all those influences have so much to do lyrically and musically and and like that little that little lick that you did that i said like that that made me feel something just sonically yeah that's what we all hope for. And I don't take a lot of credit for that. And I'm not trying to be like, I'm a vessel. I'm merely a <laughs> conduit, you know? Um, but sometimes you get lucky and, you know, music gives back a little bit and you're able to share that with people. And that's what I hope to do with all my stuff. And I don't want to release anything until it feels like that. So I have like four other demos that are not going out because I'm like, also, I don't want to be that guy that's just like, I'm just going to hold on until it's, you know, and then in a few years, maybe I'll, <laughs> boo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Boo, put it out. Anyway, but, um, no, I just want to get things right. And so, you know, just trying to, as far as working with like producers and people that could record and self-educating, you know, mm-hmm. and just getting that machine right. I used to have a very real, I still do have a very real anxiety that I'm too old for this now. Cause I'm 25. I'm going to be 26. And, um, oh, God. I know, but there's 17 year olds that, well, there's 17 year olds that have a little focus, right. That are just cranking shit out, dude. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what's wrong with me that I have this thing in the way that I can't do that. You know what I mean? But realistic, because if you wanted it bad enough, then you would do it. You know what I mean? But it's just like, really, you have to let that go and not be competitive and know that you're in it for the right reasons and that you're just trying to create your art and your art will sound best when it comes from a natural means of yourself. Just be honest with yourself that you're doing it for the right reasons and be honest with yourself if you're being lazy. Also, you know what I mean? And just hold yourself accountable and surround yourself with people that are trustworthy and good. And it's like, I'm in a new city. You know, I've met a couple people that I don't want to talk to anymore. You know what I mean? And I'm still meeting people that I'm adding to my camp that are just legends that I'm just like, I'm thankful to have met you. I'm so happy wherever you the rest of my life. And you know you'll I mean? continue that path because mm-hmm. the, the talent is deep. Thank you, man. Like of these people that I'm meeting, right? Both. <laughs> no, I, I'm yeah. legitimately saying both. Like, thank you, man. Um, dude, like this is the, this is the third podcast that I've recorded and mm-hmm. All three songs. First yeah. week was Thomas Muglia. Last week was a guy named Wyatt Berry. I don't know if you know Wyatt. Oh, I do. And yeah. all three original songs. And that's now I'm making a point. Like, play yeah. an original song. Dude, what if I showed up and played a cover? That'd be so weird. You can. I don't care. Play as many covers as you want. But I want to hear yeah. an original. Right. And all three have been tear-jerkingly oh, damn. unreal how beautiful they are. That's awesome, man. And I'm like... That's awesome. Why are you not... On every single radio station. Oh, damn. Yet I turn it on and hear Taylor Swift. (coughs) (laughs) I loved Taylor Swift. (laughs) There was a duh on the end. That was past tense. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Well, buddy, let's end it here. This has been a long podcast, but I hope people enjoyed it and listened to the whole thing. It's cathartic to be done. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not leaving your house. I'm not fucking leaving. 
I'm not leaving. Yeah, no. I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm getting another coffee. Yeah, no. So, cool, man. Curtis, mm-hmm. Adair, mm-hmm. Cougarman. I feel like we glazed over my story and we just were excited. We're like two dogs sniffing each other the whole time. <laughs> really. You know, we glazed over my story. We got a couple key points, you know, murder, prison, you know what I mean? Just Cougars. like bang, bang, bang. It, which it was, it's not even like that. It's not even like, <laughs> whatever. It's an age demographic thing. I'm just, I don't know. Trying to break. You're 25 and you prefer the 45 year Trying to break, my, trying to break my old misogyny love that I was raised in, whatever. <laughs> Disgusting. It's fine loving 45 year olds. Don't get me started. Yeah, okay. We're going to end okay. it there. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for being here. Thank Goodbye. You for, yeah, thanks for having me, buddy.